Tonight's episode of the Tuesday Night Cigar Club is brought to you by Drew Estate. Come experience the rebirth of cigars at www.drewestate.com and download the free Drew Diplomat smartphone app today to discover nearby retailers, RSVP to special events, redeem points to win exclusive Drew Estate merchandise, and much, much more. Brothers and sisters of the leaf, coming to you live once again from the corner of no hope, it's the Tuesday Night Cigar Club Podcast. Tonight the boys talk their way through the 1985 horny college kid who turns into a ghost and becomes even hornier TNA masterpiece School Spirit, while smoking the Whiskey Row Robusta Cigar from Diesel Cigars, paired with the Devil's Envy Whiskey Barrel Aged Ale by Circle Brewing Company. Sounds like it's going to be one hell of a good time, folks. So sit back, light them up, and enjoy the show. You know, the practice of putting people in positions of power in this country that are not only ill-equipped to handle the responsibilities of the position, but just overall slime balls kind of makes me sick to my stomach. Whatever happened to supporting people of genuine warmth and worth who deserve the positions that we put them in? Uh, way to go, America. God help us. Hey, guess what? Another couple of months, they're going to elect another bunch of assholes. I think he was referring to Trump. Oh. No, 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 no. I was commenting on a situation that hits way closer to home for me and my family. Excuse me. ABC just announced that Colton is going to be the next Bachelor. I'm telling you, this wishy-washy virgin bonehead is going to make Juan Pablo look like George fucking Clooney. A virgin bachelor? Seriously? I can't wait for those extra spicy overnight dates full of fully clothed pillow fights and staying up till dawn watching Disney movies. Maybe some board games? Unfucking believable. Shame on you, ABC. The American Broadcasting Company? I think not. Maybe start listening to Bachelor Nation and real red, white, and blue Americans, what they want, and then you'll have earned that name, American Broadcasting Company. You sacrilegious idiots. Thank you guys for... I can tell you we're all on the same page here. And oh, we are. I just said what the room was thinking. No, you are. No, you uh, did not say what I, the room yes, was thinking. Yes, you did. And I am now checked out. Tut, you look shocked. Did you not know? No, I didn't. 
I didn't care. I should have pulled you no, aside. No, 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 exactly. I, I, I mean, this guy, I, this guy sucks. He's dry as a board. I mean, you're right. Juan Pablo is going to look so charismatic next to this dude. Only thing worse is that if they went back to that farmer guy who was just like, man, I'd rather watch the farmer's plants grow than watch a bachelor season with that dude on it. Man, give me Jordan. For those of you Tuesday Night Cigar Club viewers who tune in for The Doctor, I would like to go ahead and offer a disclaimer or sidebar, if I may. I have no idea what either of these two jackasses are talking about, (laughs) nor do I care to. And I apologize for any of you who feel the same way that I do. Doctor, you have a wonderful evening. Are you wearing new glasses tonight? Uh, well, uh, I had to get a new pair. I remember our last episode you were here, you got so excited that your lens shot out Yes, the uh, last time, due to the uh, nature of the festivities, there was a wound, and uh, I could have repaired them, but I just figured, uh, hell, just a new pair. You're a doctor, you can afford yeah, it. go with a new pair. Get it, get so it. So these are a little bit, uh, they're styled a little bit differently, but it's still the same. You still definitely look intelligent. It's still the same uh, basic prescription. You look intelligent. Well, thank you very much. I know you're lying to me, but that's all right. No, that's why you're here, to give us your... Oh, put it back on. Put it back on. My God, oh, already, the embarrassment feel I'm feeling right now is <laughs> coursing through my veins. Every fiber of my body brims right. with sadness and embarrassment. Just man, you look smarter with the glasses on. You should wear some glasses too next time. Yeah, boy. Can, can I? Do you have glasses? No. Yeah. I should probably get an eye test though. Cause I can't tell who I'm talking to anymore. You know check, who else check, does? Check. You know who else doesn't wear glasses? Colton. Oh, man. Look at me. Doctor, I'm going to need you to just write down a prescription for some testicles. I stopped playing football (laughs) because I I didn't want to get concussions. Actually, Cody, I'm writing out a prescription for you where you get to go and deliver two massive kicks to the testicles. (laughs) That's not a legitimate medical prescription. Well, I tell you what, you want to chase that thread down the rabbit hole, sir, you go right ahead. But in here, I think I am the law when it comes to medicine. <laughs> you know, Doctor, it's funny you mentioned rabbit hole. <gasps> Man. Okay, look. Good segue. I did not realize that anyone was taking Polaroids at the time. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. Oh, all right. Sorry, sorry. Um, you're going to hear a little bit more about rabbit hole whiskey in just a second. <laughs> Club I used to go to called the rabbit <laughs> hole. <laughs> yeah, I kept going down. That's a channel I watch called the rabbit Oh, wait a minute. No. Welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club, episode uh, 79? 79. 79. <laughs> you a little more enthusiasm there, Captain. Well, no, I was thinking. That's my thinking sound. Ooh. Uh, 79. I believe it's 79. That's correct. That's that was correct. not a welcome, everybody. <laughs> uh, Our esteemed leader, Matthew Cade. <laughs> I'm super enthused about tonight, as a matter of fact. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We're trying to pump out quite a few episodes uh, in a in a very quick manner as opposed before we get off to Kentucky before we head out the Kentucky. road to uh, the Kentucky barn smoker oh you got a pretty mile uh, if you'll notice during these opening uh, oh wait that's Arkansas that's Arkansas uh, you just sorry, made our trip to Kentucky now you're gonna run into that <laughs> very uncomfortable we've been waiting no, for no, you guys no 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 man next to Ken's one of my favorite movies it's actually on my list for us to do at some point next we to Ken. should man uh, but no, we uh, we're doing a bunch of quick—not quick episodes. God forbid we do a quick episode, but <laughs> in a quick succession of episodes. So you'll notice in the opening um, voiceover, Keith, our announcer, Keith A. Howe's there, but then a, a voice drops in with the fill in the gaps. Uh, he was actually doing some studio 
uh, moving his recording studio. Actual paying work. Um, so he'll be back after this little stretch. And uh, but I've gotten really good feedback on whoever's voice that is that we've got filling in the gaps for him. Cody, I thought that you wouldn't tell him that. Uh, was I? Cody said I. My smooth, docile tones just. I, I did not say that. I didn't. Maybe that was the doctor. Maybe the doctor. Could have been the doctor. Doctor liked it. Doctor likes. You always like what I'm up to, don't you? you get a kick smooth, out of me. Smooth, dulcet tone sounds like something I'd say. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, I'm going to get right to it because you guys look like you really want to light up some yes. cigars tonight. Just one. We are going to smoke the Whiskey Row by Diesel. Whiskey Row. Uh, Diesel was a brand that for years was only sold through Cigars International. Um, and now they've recently begun to spread out into some brick and mortars and whatnot. Our, uh, our friend Shorty Rossi, who we had on the show and we spent a little time with in Vegas, he's got his own cigar through the Diesel line, the, the Diesel Shorty. Um, this is the Whiskey Row. And it's a little bit different. Let me give you some breakdown on this. It is a five and a half by 52 Robusto. The wrapper is an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Mexican San Andres uh, binder, and Nicaraguan filler. From our friends at Famous Smoke Shop, I learned this little bit of information. Diesel Whiskey Rose Cigars are a full-flavored selection that boasts a Mexican San Andres binder aged in Rabbit Hole, Kentucky. Rabbit Hole? Bourbon barrels. Ah. Rolled at Tabacalera A.J. Fernandez. The core blend is a well-balanced recipe of five to eight-year-age Nicaraguan tobaccos grown in the tut. Pay attention. Condega, Jalapa, and Ometepe. Whoa! Mm. Finished in a shimmering five-year-age Ecuador Habano wrapper. The result is a solidly built cigar that issues velvety textured smoke. That I can already attest to. Yeah, yeah. Velvety texture. With an earthy, woody character that's dominated by rich, oaky flavors. Should, yeah, should. Got a little bit more for you. Uh, remnants of bourbon whiskey from the binder's aging barrels also arise amidst the cigar's sweet, spicy aroma. I'm very aroused. Contributing to this factor is a technique that A.J. Fernandez developed, whereas, uh, whereby the San Andres tobaccos are rotated regularly in the barrels, uh, in the whiskey barrels, which allows for better airflow and results in a richer aroma. Okay. I also read from other sources that these bourbon barrels that once held rabbit hole bourbon were first shipped to AJ back in 2016, and it took him many. This cigar is pretty right on the market. Uh, he done pressed the bourbon right out of them barrels. It took him many months of testing before he settled on the final process that imparts the perfect amount of flavor. An aroma into the tobacco, and the diesel whiskey row was born. Finally, in a press release, Justin Andrews, the senior brand manager for Diesel, said this. A partnership between Diesel and Rabbit Hole... Sp- I, I don't know how his voice sounds. I just felt like maybe... And that's was, the voice you went with? I felt like I was using my voice too much. It's like the pizza-faced teenager from The Simpsons. <laughs> I mean... I don't uh, think you're going to do that inside the restaurant. <laughs> of all the voices to pick, that's the one, okay? All right. Uh, in a press release, Justin Andrews, the senior brand manager for Diesel, said this. The partnership between Diesel and Rabbit Hole speaks of going against the grain in traditional <laughs> industries. Now you're, now you're Sam Elliott from the Coors no, commercials. No, I like the Trace Atkins voice. Let's go. I'm just using my Trace Atkins voice. 
Rabbit Hole doesn't claim to use 12-year-old juice or have a 6th generation master distiller. Much like diesel doesn't claim to be an old Cuban brand or have tobaccos that have been aged for up to 20 years. Nope. Both Rabbit Hole and Diesel are young, energetic brands with a unique go-to marketing strategy. We knew the first time both companies sat down, there was a tremendous amount of synergy. Trace wouldn't use synergy. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) Listen, I was talking about case tractors. That's American synergy between your legs. That's case. I, I don't. Back to the cigar. Yeah. My apologies to Justin Andrews. I'm sure he talks normally. Tony, will you read this resignation letter for me? And tell me <laughs> if it sounds good. Yak Boy, give us a little bit of background on Rabbit Hole Distillery, if you would, please. Rabbit Hole Distillery was uh, started in 2012 by a man. I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce his name correctly. Uh, Kava Zamanian. Uh, he got. It don't he, sound like a Canuck, Kentucky no, name. No, he's not. He, uh, he's, uh, I believe his wife actually got him into liking uh, bourbon. He a was, lot of a lot of guys start drinking bourbon because of their wives. <laughs> that is we true. Kicked, we kicked the Zamanians out of Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> they uh, are here in the beginning of 2018. They had uh, almost. They're uh, wrapping up their. Uh, actual own distillery they had been producing since uh, 2012 but that had been producing under contract so they're going to have their own distillery up and running uh, they put together um, they have uh, four uh, lines right now uh, straight bourbon a rye uh, whiskey a sherry cask finished bourbon and a rye barrel finished dry gin yeah, interesting. Doctor, you enjoy a little gin every now and then, don't you? Uh, I do. I do indeed. Okay. By the way, that was right off the top of Yak Boy's head. I didn't actually, like before the show, ask him to get that information together. Yeah. He's just an encyclopedia of distilleries and breweries. And if you wish to taste these remarkable things, go on down to Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville is where Rabbit Hole is. Yes. And you can go in for some tastings. Yes. Hey, we'll be in Kentucky. Maybe we could go by. We could. Make a okay. note. Make a note of that. We're we're not going to go there, are we? We're not. No. Well, okay. you're there, stopped by the Rick Pitino co-ed dorm on the campus of the <laughs> University of Louisville. I saw an ESPN headline today. The quote from him: "I'm never coaching again." Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's, he fi- he that's not a decision you get to make, asshole. You finally came around to that, did you? <laughs> Light dawns on Marblehead. Uh, I think it, like two days ago, the quote was. I'd like to coach again, given the right opportunity. <laughs> Two days later, I'll never coach again. I'm never going to be coaching. It's painfully again. obvious on Doug coaching. Was it when you banged the chick on the Italian uh, restaurant table, or was it? Or was it the money you gave away to Adidas, <laughs> or was it the assistant coach that you had hire hookers for your teenage recruits? What 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 was it that really was the straw that? Broke okay, look, I, I won't try to coach again. Can we just leave it alone, please? I'm done. I promise. Wait, you knocked on our door this morning. <laughs> looking for some breakfast. <laughs> All right. My buyout package wasn't that great. <laughs> so we have a cigar with some of the tobacco aged in whiskey barrels. Yes. yes. And we are drinking a beer that is also has something to do with whiskey barrels. Correct? Yes. It's just whiskey. <laughs> oh, wait. It's just a big giant glass of whiskey. Well, how's that for pairing? <laughs> Should be an interesting night. It's not a bad whiskey beer either. Devil's Envy... 
Amber Ale aged in whiskey barrels. Tell us more, Yak Boy. Well, <clears throat> Circle Brewing Company, uh, located in the ever wonderful Austin, Texas. Ugh. Easy. Or, or not. Sorry. Easy. Easy. Uh, I'm talking about my home. <laughs> it is, as you said, it, it is an amber ale. Uh, 4.8% ABV, 26 IBUs. I honestly, when we were looking for these, this one appealed to me because it was one of the few whiskey barrel beers that wasn't 10, that wasn't 12%. Like, yeah. Well, most uh, people, when they hear like, you know, you hear something like bourbon barrel, everyone's thinking, oh, bourbon barrel stout. Yeah. But this is yeah. actually a amber. So, I mean, it's it's, it's red. It is red. Uh, the Circle Brewing Company was started something. in uh, 2010 by childhood friends Ben Sable and Judson Mulherin. I hope I pronounced that correctly. It's, uh, it's Judson. It's Judson. I think you said Judson, right? Yeah. It's, it's the Mulherin part I'm oh. way unsure about. But uh, they, uh, with the help of uh, fa- uh, family and friends, they pulled together enough money to get a lease and start construction on the brewery. Uh, they put out, that was in uh, 2008, and in uh, 2010 they put out their first beer, the Envy Amber. Which is the original version of this beer, I would imagine. Correct. Huh. So, with this one, adding the, uh, using the whiskey barrels, obviously the Devil's Envy, is in, I guess referring to the Devil's Cut, what they always refer to as the liquor that gets absorbed by the wood. Oh. So. I never I, knew that. I, I never heard that before. Yes. Uh, Devil, uh, as is their own description, Devil's Envy combines our deep love of beer with our other passion, whiskey. The first and in, in <laughs> those the, are two of my passions. <laughs> wow, these guys—they get me. The first in the Inner Circle series, this limited barrel-aged brew redefines balance, rich molasses, smooth vanilla, and a familiar Tennessee bite derived from the American white oak, harmonized with the dried fruit notes and caramel malts from our Envy Amber. Of all the sins, this is the Devil's favorite. Yeah, I get, I, upon first sip, uh, I, I definitely got some caramel. Yes. And a little bit of... I can see the molasses, but I actually think I did pick up on some of that vanilla on the on the front end, too. Uh, it's a pretty good description, I think. I like it. I'm not a big red, red amber ale guy, but... Uh, I'm not a big whiskey barrel aged guy. I'm not that at all. And I actually like this. Yes, it's nice. Doctor? Uh, not sure yet. Definitely pick Sport up the vanilla. Uh, prognosis question mark. Prognosis question mark for me right now. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think I would actually with the first sip, and then it's, I'm kind of kind of warming up to it. Yeah. All right. I find that happens with the more of them you consume. It's usually RMO. Uh, that's, that's usually how it works. Okay. You know what? Now that I've had 17 of these things, I've really come around on it. It's <laughs> fucking, beer, fucking beer, fantastic. Beer's fantastic, man. I will say this. My God, this beer is good. God, this fucking beer is great. <laughs> it is, and I, 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 I not say I'll say one good thing and one bad thing. It is kind of a uh, doesn't doesn't the 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 it's a very non-creative label. I kind of like it. Does it look like it should be a strip club sign? It does, kind of. Maybe. <laughs> it does. No, Circle Brewing. There, one thing is that they wanted <laughs> to like it. stick like it. with simplicity. So obviously, even their logo is literally a don't circle. I don't think everything needs to be with the, the word "circle" in it. I don't think everything needs to be the clown shoes with like a million cartoon characters and this big mural on the can or anything. I don't know. I just 
Simplicity sometimes to me can be lazy. I like it. All right. Circle. The circle around it. I would have I would have looks probably like called the- it like circle circle. <laughs> I would have called it circle 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 envy. Call it circle jerk. I like it. <laughs> That's what they're saying when they listen to the podcast. Bunch of circle jerks. <laughs> and they're correct. First impressions of the cigar. A little too early to tell on the light, other than the smoke profile is gorgeous. Uh, when we were lighting up before I, the show, the smoke pouring off of this cigar was just this really cool blue, and it was just like a it was like watching a log on fire. Like it was just flowing like on its own. I tell you what was interesting is on the uh, um, the cold draw. I got bell pepper with a back bite of chili. Chili pepper. Before you lit up, for you folks at home, the cold draw is when you suck on the cigar before lighting it. Get different notes. Green green pepper? Yeah, bell pepper. And what? And a little hint of chili pepper. I've never gotten that off of a cold draw. Normally you get, you know, like off your... Off pizza. <laughs> yes, normally you would get that off your I, pizza. That's a cold supreme pizza. It's like sucking on a piece of pizza. <laughs> All right. Um, it was a light chicken gravy. <laughs> uh, doctor, notes of yellow pepper or pickles, uh, perhaps? <laughs> orange, orange pepper. I think Todd is clearly misspoken. It's definitely poblano that I'm getting off this thing. No, uh, no, no vegetables for me, um, but uh, there is a there is a a pepper, definite uh, immediate hit there. I'll tell you what. There's, it's yeah, called it, bell pepper. Habanero, perhaps. There's definitely. I'm getting red pepper on the on the retrohale. It's got a nice a nice burn uh, through the nose. Uh, I'm I'm actually surprised. I was expecting a little something more smoky. Yeah. Uh, like smoked, like campfire smoky. Um, for some reason, with the with the aging in the in the the barrels, because you know they hyped up the woodsiness of it. I'm actually not no. getting a lot of woodsiness. And it's actually a lot smoother than I... It's a pretty damn smooth cigar so far. I get a little bit, just a little bit of woodsy into it. And that's mainly on the retrohale. Yeah, I, am, I, I may be on the retrohale along with that red pepper, but uh, no, I'm just... I'm really I'm really just having a hard time on the draw. It's just smooth. It's just, it's just very... It improved the beer after taking a couple of... Uh, Drags on the stogie. The beer uh, seemed better to me. Man, that's weird. We were just talking about that the other day, where you don't really get a cigar that improves the beer. It's always the beer impacting the cigar. Yeah, it, and perhaps it's because it nullifies. I, I don't like. I'm kind of a purist with with stuff as far as as far as beer, as far as the uh, that that sweetness flavor. It's just something that I'm not a fan of. I think maybe this diluted a little bit of that. Oh, that's probably quite possible. Maybe killed some, yeah. killed some receptors. D- Doctor, do people have receptors in oh, there? Oh, they absolutely on have their receptors. Tongues? Yes, the, all over. They're those little bumps on your tongue. Yeah, what are those called? Slave taste buds. Taste buds. <laughs> well, I was going to say taste nodes, but oh, I guess yeah. if you want to use yeah. the regular layman's jargon, Doctor, like just give him this one. That's that's buds, buds. Thank you. Ah! Well, you know, I've yet to have a, a whiskey barrel-aged cigar that actually tasted like whiskey, and this certainly doesn't seem to be breaking that 
tradition. I don't get any kind of bourbon whiskey kind of taste coming off of it. No, me neither. Oh, wait, that's not 4.8. It's 48%. And, yeah. I, and I get a little bit of whiskey from the beer, but not, it's not terrible. No, it's not at all. It's actually one of a, a lot of flavors. Like I said, I'm getting the molasses. I'm getting the, the caramel. Yeah. Um, but it's not super dense. No, it's it not isn't. a heavy, a no. heavy beer. No, it's not. Was, Which I think, Doc, if you're not digging it, that'll help. Uh, that it's not, you know, you're not slogging through a, <laughs> a clown shoes. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like a bowl of Campbell's soup. Oh, in your if glass. you don't like this, it's got the viscosity of oil. Yeah, I mean, that was that was brutal. All right, I I think I definitely think they're going to play okay together early on. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and I think I know what I'm talking about. A website once said I had one of the top eleven palettes in the universe. Not yeah, that, they once didn't. said that. Not that I bring it up or anything. A lot, but just, Every other week. Well, we do one other thing around here on Tuesday nights. What's, What's that? that? Well, Yax mentioned the circle jerk earlier. Oh, wait, are, you, are we rolling? Oh, it's time for to do that again. Fantastic. <laughs> are we rolling? We yes, we're rolling. Uh, wait out. I'll get my macro in so we can see <laughs> everything very good. Again, gonna, again are we rolling? <laughs> oh. Wait, what? <laughs> Uh, we watch a movie, or we talk about a movie. Oh, okay. That we all have watched. I thought it was like we cry in our beer. No, for you people that are just joining us for the first time, better late than never, we uh, we all watch a movie independently by ourselves. Um, it makes a lot of the movies we do that, that you have to watch them by yourself. Are supposed to watch a movie? Uh, uh, I don't know if you can walk into my podcast, drop a circle jerk challenge, and leave. <laughs> uh... We we uh, we talk you through a movie as we smoke our cigars, we drink our beers, and um, tonight is no different. All the kids are going back to school in the last two weeks. Okay, and we're also entering our favorite time of the year—the time of horror movies for Halloween. We always do a, a stretch of horror movies leading up to Halloween. Yes, um, yes, we do. Tut loves it; it's his favorite part of the year. I do actually. Um, I actually like Halloween. It is my favorite part of the year. Not necessarily our movies. Uh, well, yeah, uh, you just like candy corn. I like candy corn. I <laughs> love candy corn. I like those little pumpkin candy corns. Oh man, the mini Reese's is what I just absolutely go after. Yeah, those are trouble. Those are trouble. Now, um, now Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Yeah, but the okay, little Reese's ones. peanut. No, the regular Reese's peanut butter cups. Those are those are the greatest of all. Time. That is God's candy. Yeah. Doesn't get much better than a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. And I also like the beginning of the school year because I'm usually invited to do a series of lectures on avoiding people who refer to things as God's candy. <laughs> <laughs> How are those going? Well, well, yeah. <laughs> Received well? So then, I've been then, told. Then, oh, you had a little problem. like, who the hell's that guy up on stage? <laughs> Why is he giving us candy corns? Well, they had a little problem Gotta when go. he kept showing up in his black van with the windows tinted <laughs> out. We knew it was here, the doctor, the Gleeman Spires. Oh, we'll get to that in a little bit. So, with school starting, um, school's on my mind. I like the school starting tie-in. That was nice. It's the time of year of school starting, thank God. Uh, and also that we're starting our, our run of uh, movies leading up to Halloween. I decided, and I, dude, this movie has been on my radar for at least two years, but it has been unavailable to stream, legally anyway. We only do movies that you can go out there and do and not feel guilty about. Uh, we well, can feel guilty about watching the movies we tell you to. There, there's a lot of guilt involved. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of guilt. There's just nothing. You haven't done anything illegal. But it's legal. Uh, 
And now this is available on Amazon Prime for like two ninety nine. It is School Spirit, nineteen eighty five. School Spirit, and you are going to have a lot of fun on this one tonight, folks. So kick back, light you up something that makes you happy, pour yourself a cold one, and enjoy the show. And we are out of here. Awesome, good show, boys. Oh, give me a cigarette. Did I miss? Did I miss something? I gotta actually do the movie. I'll be, yes. giving, yeah. oh. I'll be giving a talk on God's candy at Stephen <laughs> F. Austin University Sorry. on Thursday evening. Oh. So I knew that was too easy. <laughs> did I just do a Dennis Miller and I am out of here? Yes, you did. Can I start doing that at the end of the show? Or that's his thing. That's, that's his, his thing. thing. Yeah. And anything that's Dennis Miller's thing, you don't want to be yours. Hey, I'm a Dennis Miller. I know he went cuckoo over the last decade or so, but uh, I, like I, I like Dennis Miller. Hey, Chachi. Oh boy. <laughs> Kate, Kate puts on a headband. It's like something out of a Hemingway novel. Am I right, Chancha? I don't know what you sound like. <laughs> I like it, I man. I kind of like it. I like oh. it. A couple more of these beers, and you're going to be right It's like spot Kate, on. the Navajos call. They want some of their turquoise back, babe. Huh? <laughs> That's a terrible. I don't know what I'm doing. No, no. While you're awesome. at it, give us some of his ill-fated turn on a Monday Night Football. It's awesome. It's awesome. And I liked Dennis Miller on Monday Night Football. Oh, it was something. It was it, something. something. Oh, by the way, football's back. So I'm, football is back. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, school spirit. School spirit. No. But they don't have football in this movie. Uh, they even lost their football team. There's a reference to it. That's true. We'll get there. Uh, real quick, before I do this, because now everybody's full force in the cigar. Anything. Anything new. Not really. It's. I'm liking it. It's, no, it's it's very it's good. It's I'm I, not I'm not, I'm really, not getting full bo- I'm not getting full strength at all. It's very I'm not med- getting full strength at all. It's right in the medium no, territory. Good construction. It's burning burning uh, perfect line, perfect draw. But man, I'm getting pepper through the nose and just a, a mineral kind of earthiness, very smooth uh, flavors, but not a lot to discern. I, that's about all I can say. I mean, I have to go ditto on what you just said. I mean, I'm not getting anything. Nothing jumping out at you. Nothing uh, jumping out at Doctor. And believe it or not, not out of sheer laziness. I think that you hit it on the head. Pepper was... through the nose. Uh, medium. Nothing really that stands out as a specific uh, flavor to articulate. Okay. When you said jumps out at you, I was like, oh no, here it comes! Uh, before the, before the, we started the show, uh, we were talking about, we're going to be doing the, the new Halloween movie in October. And Tut's a little adverse to jump scares, and the doctor was sneaking around trying to scare the, scare the dickens out of us. Uh, you know, scare I, the dickens out of him, babe. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what, though? I mean, I had enough is enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I watch the ash. It tends to drop. Oh, I, I, I did my. Okay, uh, it's it's not hanging. On. It's a beautiful ash, but it's not hanging on very long. Um, School Spirit, nineteen eighty five. Not hanging on very long. Tends to drop. What are we talking about here? <laughs> well, now see that should have been said in the Miller. That would that would have. I, I wish I would have. Uh, <laughs> uh, getting frustrated over here, babe. It's like sitting behind Erica Badu at the Grammys. It's like, why did I even come? Huh? 
I don't even know what. There's a little dice clay in there. There's a little. Oh, where I came up with that Erica Badu reference. We're not even we're not even going to do the movie. We're just going to listen to that. Actually, you should do the whole movie in that accent. Right. Well, if he does that, total, this is how I'm going to talk, goddammit. Oh, this is the best podcast He's ever. He's not going to be the only one to have fun. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best podcast ever. Uh, Get back to school spirit, Hey, you know, it. Dennis Miller was in a horror movie. Bordello of Blood. Tales Bordello of, the of Blood. Yes, Tales of yes the he was. Yeah. Where interestingly enough, and this is a TNCC tie-in because we had done some shows earlier in the year and even before we we'd uh, a lot about the two Corys. Uh, Feldman was in it. Feldman was in it, and I think if you go back and watch our show. We think the consensus was we don't know if whatever Feldman says probably needs to be taken with a grain of salt. But uh, he blasts Dennis Miller on his IMDb page. There's just multiple paragraphs where he just says that... Oh, Dennis that, Miller touched him? That uh, No, no, oh. no, there was no touching. That, that oh, just, I thought Dennis Miller blasted him. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. Well, maybe so, but that's not what he said. <laughs> uh, just goddamn just drink the Kool-Aid, babe. I'll be back in 30. No, he just said that uh, <laughs> Dennis Miller was the worst actor he'd ever worked with as far as just a real asshole. Yeah, I can see that. And that, uh, like, you know... I think he even said something like he walked by one morning like, good morning, Dennis. And he like, just kept walking, like, didn't say anything to him. Was, uh, that, that was Feldman's assessment. Yeah, yeah I think we've, I think we all take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I can see Dennis being that way, too. Yeah, I don't know how much of that is his persona and how much of that. As a comedian, I always liked him. I, uh, of course, it depends if Corey Feldman's all coked out of his mind coming out. Hey, this Dennis! Been, yeah. This would have been 95. This would have been after his... Okay. Uh, this would have been when he was struggling to get roles. Hey, Corey, how about slapping some Ray-Bans? Those pupils are lighting it up for two blocks. <laughs> Come on, Corey, be a man, damn it. <laughs> I'm going to stop with the tennis lines. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> oh, all right. It ain't Dennis Miller in that headband. <laughs> <sighs> When I was younger, I traded my, I may have said this on a, the Dice Man episode, I actually traded an older brother of a friend of ours, my Nintendo system, and in exchange, he went to the Hastings record store and bought me like 100 bucks worth of comedy tapes, because they wouldn't sell them if you were under 17, because the the explicit stuff. And one of those CD uh, cassette tapes he bought me was Dennis Miller's Off-White album, and it, to this day is one of the best comedy albums. Like, yeah. I just, I'd listen to it. Over and over and Dude, when he like, was on, man, he was on. Oh, man, it was I'm good so stuff. disappointed there wasn't a hand job in that story. When I was younger, <laughs> an older brother of a friend of mine. <laughs> exchange for a Dennis Miller comedy album. I, started, I did some terrible it got, things. It got really hot with that opening, and then it just faded <laughs> out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know whether they'd be flattered that you thought that was The older brother of a friend of mine. Well, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. Now I get, oh. Uh, <gasps> You can't scare that. Spirit, nineteen eighty-five, directed by a gentleman named Alan Hullab, who started his filmmaking career by directing Candy Stripe Nurses for Roger Corman's New World Pictures back in seventy-four. Yeah. I can attest to it; it's a fun flick. And ended his career directing tonight's film for Roger Corman's <laughs> Concord New Horizons Studio in eighty-five. Two movies. That's all the guy did. Both for Corman, about ten years apart. Uh, he's now Senator Holub. Of, that was, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't actually... I imagine he's still around, maybe. Uh, 
Well, as the new Concord logo emerges on the screen, it's clear that we're probably watching a really good VHS transfer. Transfer, of the film. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get that uh, little shake. You get that little shake. Seen a lot worse. At first, I was like, Amazon ripped this and just it is a, it is it not an HD rental. It is the two two dollars SD. Uh, but hey, man, for years you haven't been able to watch this in any form, so take it. It's all I got. So you got. There is no DVD of School Spirit yet. You're all I'm making one. I'm selling them out of the I'm back of my car. Um, but that's okay. I've watched worse transfers, and like I said, at least we're able to watch Sucker legally. So hopefully, uh, Alan Holub gets a few a few quarters off of our our rental. Gets a happy meal. I'm sure Corman gets everything. Probably. Uh, so we drop in on a typical spring day at a typical university campus, Lavatoire College. Yes. Well, as our trusty narrator tells us, it's not all that typical. It's not at all that typical, actually, as it is the day before Hog Day, and the students are already starting to get crazy. Oh, Hog Day. How do we know this? Well, there's a classroom in the middle of lecture when a dude dressed up in a hog costume starts dancing outside the window. I have a feeling I'm going to like Lavatois College. I like shenanigans. I I wish I'd matriculated there. I would. I would have gone there, but I don't know if I could say that a lot. Lavatoire. It just takes Say too much effort. The lav. LC. Lavatoire College. It made me reminisce of another college romp movie we did. Uh, made me think of Lepetamine University. Which one was that? Up, Up the Creek. Up the Creek. Who I believe our lead guy was in with Up the Creek. Was he? I don't think so. No. Okay. <laughs> you sure about that? Pretty sure. Maybe let's see. Just a sure. bit roll. We shall see. What? There are a lot of recognizable people. Well, in who here. is there our are. who is our trusty uh, lead actor, the narrator, who's telling us what's going on? You ask. Why it's no other than Billy Batson, who describes himself as Mister One Trick Mind. <laughs> Even in the, in the voiceover, you hear the <laughs> little lascivious. <laughs> Uh, we join him later that night in President Grimshaw's office working on some extracurricular activities. <laughs> He's sitting on the president's desk with a bottle of cheap champagne, doctor style, next to Judy <laughs> Hightower, sorority queen and straight-A student, Kate style. Champagne is moderately priced Kate when I try style? to use it. <laughs> What's that? Kate style? Straight-A student? If A's were C's, how, how many beers have you had so far? Oh, God. Eh, just two. <laughs> All right, I'm a fraud, okay? <laughs> C plus at best. She's nervous, and that's your fault. Get me drunk all the time, asshole. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Yeah. I didn't mean that. She's nervous that they'll be caught, even though she supposes that if they did get caught, they could just lie and say they're working after hours on the endowment committee. And Billy assures her, if they get caught, they'll just be admired for putting in extra hours in their school spirit. He said the name of the movie. He did. He, he did. did. There it like is. Two minutes in, he said the name Wouldn't of the movie. Wouldn't it appear that Billy, as a 36-year-old college senior, has already put in a great many hours? <laughs> well, he proceeds to basically date rape her. She says no yes. like a million times. With her justification being, and it's a good one and legitimate, she's going places in life. Law school. And if anybody saw them together with his bad reputation, it would bring her future to a crashing halt. Not really. No, it's okay, babe. I'll be all right, he coos. 
But then she clarifies to the idiot, no, 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 my life will be ruined, not you. I love that. I'll be okay, babe. If we get seen together, I can... No, you're the loser. You're the uh, one yeah. in the 16th senior year of college. Exactly. <laughs> but he continues to rip off his shirt and kiss her to expose stomach. I'm sorry, I just gotta say it. This chick is so gorgeous. She is. Yes. We've seen a lot of these movies, but for some reason, this movie... Is it Judy Hightower? Was Judy that the Hightower. name of the character? Yes. Yeah. Um... Until she eventually, he kisses her stomach so much, despite her screaming no, she eventually gets worked up enough that she asks him if she if he has any protection. You know, that's how things went in '85, the '80s. Billy explains, "Hell no, I don't have a rubber. What would you think if I pulled out a rubber? It would take everything away from the special moment, which is instead a spontaneous, once in a lifetime opportunity. That's a beautiful and shared experience between two people who are irresistibly attracting." To- Attracted to each other. Yax, did you take notes? He's got a point. Any, yeah, any, yeah, did you, take you, notes. you gotta use this one, buddy. Anyone here besides me ever use that line of shit before? Well, you know, I would think at least he would respond. Well, what would you think of me? Well, I think you came prepared. Wasn't that a, wasn't that a Charlie line from Sunny in Philadelphia? Condoms. Nobody uses those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, young Harvey Weinstein gives her a fresh glass of bubbly. I am pro condom, by the way. And, Stay uh, safe out there. Uh, I think TNCC is pro safe sex. Well, there's our PSA for the day. We gotta have something. <laughs> Wear your Jimmy hats, folks. Wear your Jimmy hats. Yes, yes, that's better. Otherwise, than the other it'll one. be just, as hot as kiss her stomach until she changes her mind. <laughs> 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 that is not our PSA statement. I was just waiting for him to, you know. Well, there bring is out something that's be said about persistence. <laughs> The never-give-up uh, attitude. Until it's like three minutes later and you're still struggling like opening a bag of chips. Meh. <laughs> ah, sorry. Uh, Tut seems to be getting a kick out. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm still doing it. I don't know why. I'm making Tut giggle. Um, where was I? Uh, oh, he gives her a fresh glass of bubbly and he starts racing around town like a madman looking for rubbers. He finally finds one in a bar bathroom vending machine. First he tries to get the, was it for black guys? It's like the, it said something. Bag sock. sock. But it was like the size of a, a, a tube sock. <laughs> uh, so he got to that and he finally found one that said Lucky something on it. It was Lucky Rubber. So uh, he starts racing back to campus to give a pop quiz to Judy. I'm going to drop a little, a lot of sexual innuendos based around academia tonight. Obviously. Went over your three heads. <laughs> Um, and on the way, he drops the condom onto the floorboard of the car. <clears throat> I guess it's his unlucky condom. Uh. He reaches down to get it, and a semi, he swerves in front of a semi, and boom, he is out. Dawson's Creek style, yo. Did you Spoilers. say Dawson's Creek style, yo? Spoilers. <laughs> it's been 20 years. <laughs> it's not That's how Dawson's dad died. He dropped an ice cream cone on the floor in his car, and he bent down and got killed. I failed to remember that. I was just thinking of all those like '80s PSA. Batson was driving. He dropped his car, condom on the car floor. <laughs> Batson killed three people. Don't be Batson, and don't be someone who publicly admits to watching Dawson's Creek on a podcast. Yo, yo. Welcome back, everybody. Breaking news: uh, Our archivists and research team has come back to us. Billy Batson was in. 1984's Up the Creek. He's one of the rich preppy kids. 
One of those assholes. Cade one, asshole zero. No, 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 he's one of those assholes, not one of these assholes. Oh, I thought you were talking about these guys being assholes. No. Oh. Yeah, those preppy guys were real assholes. There's those and these. I love you guys. You're not assholes. Don't you write anything in those notes, doctor. Is that my permanent chart? My permanent medical oh, record? Oh, that whole permanent chart thing is a bedtime story for nervous children. Oh. <laughs> That's good. It's good to know. Um, I need to proofread this. And, and Tut, you're going to, uh, also before we start recording, you're going to delete that Dawson's Creek yo thing I said? Yeah, yeah, I totally will. Okay. Totally will. Uh, you were going to delete it before he called us assholes. Are we ready to, are we ready to start up again? We start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, here we, here we go. And we're going. All right, take us through the movie, Pacey. Yo. Do you know Dawson's Creek? <laughs> <laughs> Well, as Billy lays dying on the operating table, a cigar-chomping ghost enters the room. It's Uncle Pinky, Billy's dead uncle. The fun uncle who gave Billy his first beer at a family picnic when Billy was only four years old. you know it, kid. You know it. But you died the year after that picnic, Billy exclaims. Yeah, too much booze and too many broads. It's the old Batson curse, Uncle Pinky says. Now, that sounds like a shitload of STDs and a heart attack. (laughs) That's what killed you, Pinky. Uh, do you guys recognize Pinky? It took me a second, but I did. Uh, I never could place the face. Obviously, he's an old actor. He's been in a lot of things, but he, he was the uh, Hoover Dam guy at Vegas Vacation. Yep. He is a damn oh, damn. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. And Todd. John Finnegan is the man's name. For those of us who are baseball fans, uh, are you familiar with the film The Natural? Robert oh Redford. yeah, yeah. He is the scout at the very early beginning when Robert Redford is a young guy. Gotcha. Oh wow. They meet, yeah. they meet Robert yeah. Duvall on the train. He's like, "I'm taking a real slam bang pitching prospect here. We're gonna go see the Cubs." That's him. Yeah, I I knew I'd seen his face. I knew I recognized him from somewhere, but I never could. Sam never was his could name. Make it. Yeah. Sam, the drunken baseball scout. For some reason, I always when I when I listen to him, I always think of the guy from uh, Quantum Leap. The hologram that he talks to, for some oh, reason, Sam, he has. Uh, a, what's the guy's name from Quantum Leap? Sam. Sam. I think so. I think that was the character name. But it had that. He had the same. That old guy's name. He's been in a million things. Yeah, that's not, a good not, question. He just had a, the same mannerisms. Okay. Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell. Good job, Doc. Anyway, I, I think that moves one for you, and I get about seven uh, for that one. Really. I don't know. He either died of Estes or heart attack, or with a name like Uncle Pinky giving four-year-olds beer, something way more sinister. Oh, some no. parents, some parents oh, caught no. up to him in a like Freddy Krueger. Some parents, Billy, he's like, oh god, it's Uncle Pinky. Some parents like cornered him in an old factory. No, and no, set him on no, fire. no, hey, no. Billy, I see you're all grown up now, young. Billy has the fedora. Uncle Pinky's working for the man upstairs. He's fine. He's fine. You're a grown boy. That is true. He has been sent down to do God's work. Well, I'm going to question a lot of this later on. <laughs> but Billy quickly I'll realizes... Know, sounds like my heaven. Hey, if I'm talking to a dead man, that means I must be dead too. Oh, you and know, he really sells that well, moment. Well, he is a student. Scholar. <laughs> um, he's Jeez. on top of, well, Now we understand girls, why he's 43. He is in his 17th senior year of college. <laughs> the guy makes Screech from Saved by the Bell look like Peter <laughs> O'Toole. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, God damn it, I'm serious If you don't knock that shit off I'm gonna start doing this too 
As Pinky tries oh, talking Billy in entering the bright white light in front of them to <laughs> go to you. heaven, Pinky gets distracted by hot nurse and walks off. So Billy, <laughs> see, he sees how Pinky changes form. They're ghosts. But when Pinky does, does this, the curly, the, the, <laughs> he doesn't actually make that sound. It's almost the, the it's almost the Schmidt's gay a little. <laughs> just does it over the top of his head. He just kind of pats the top of your head, and all of a sudden you resume human form. God, that'd be so awesome to have that power. Oh yeah, I was like, wow, man, they can interact with everything. Um, it's well, like they're not even dead. Well, yeah, it's Billy, weird. I'm gonna get to work on that. Billy <laughs> taps taps the top of his head. Goes in the operating room, grabs the rubber out of his former self's hand. He's laying Which there. Which I can only sit there and say that is an amazing. <laughs> even in death, he hangs on to that rubber with hey, an iron grip. It is Judy Hightower. Well, this is true. Well, that's the reason why he's haunting. Is that he his, his drive was so hard? I mean, but what did they say? Like they got him in the hospital. He just won't let go of the rubber, doctor. Dad, <laughs> leave it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, and he bounces the fuck out of there. Death or no death, he's getting laid. Uh, there's a funny moment where one of the OR nurses, that's medical terminology, doctors, you know, for operating room. Yes. Uh, the nurses look under Billy's sheet where he's in a coma. I've never seen anybody brain dead with a heart on before. And the other nurse looks at her. Guess you never met my boyfriend. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, uh. She did a great delivery on that line, though, because it's real quick and straightforward. Yeah. yeah, like I think it was maybe It was like, a real quick scene, actually. It was yeah. like, boom, joke, out. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, as Billy escapes, Uncle Pinky is just about to score with the ditzy nurse when his boss shows up from heaven and orders him to find Billy pronto. He also asks why his choice... I like this scene. You have your choice of all the fine cigars we offer in heaven. Apparently heaven has a humidor. Oh, man, come on. This why? is so cool. That's a good heaven. Why would it not? Why do you still choose to smoke those cheap ones? And Pinky smiles, because I like them. He likes cheap chicks and cheap cigars. Uncle Pinky. The well, bat, one, it's the bats good. and curse. The bats one, and it's curse. good to know that there's premium cigars in heaven. Because oh, I'm assuming you. everything in this movie is true. And two, I smoke a lot of cheap cigars that despite, you know, we have our access to a lot of really nice cigars. There's still a lot of cheapos I go to. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, you know, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. So you know what? Go Team Pinky. Way to go, Uncle Pinky. We're on We're on Team Batson. Yeah. I think. But I do question what kind we of. we all see ourselves as world, cursed in one form or another. Heaven, does it decide that Uncle Pinky is the guy that we need to. Come and bring new souls up well, to heaven. Well, no, because, well, because he was a family, family member. member. He was a family member. He's not member. going out and getting Joe Schmo up the street. But still. He's a family member. <laughs> they didn't want to freak uh, Billy out. So, But then again, maybe he does go to random people. Maybe part you really of think Pinky's... anything would have freaked Billy out? Heaven? <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of a mongoloid. For yeah, a little way. bit, yeah. We're going yeah. where? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, why don't you go smoke that outside and then come on back in here? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, I'm thinking Pinky's got to maybe make some penance for all his years of booze and broads. Yeah. So yeah. God's like, you're not going to sit up here with the premium cigars. You're going to go down there and you're gonna do some work, Sonny. That's true. You're smoking the bundle cigars for at least an, half an eternity. Wait. I'm you managing can... you to Earth so that you can lay nurses who are unsuspecting that you're really dead. Then you can disappear in the morning. Ah, jeez. Exactly. Uh, yeah, okay. you know. Man, sounds I, good to me. I got a lot of making up to do, big guy. Sorry. Um, sorry. Yeah. The next morning, we find Billy sliding in next to Judy in her bed as she sleeps at the sorority house. He's got his lucky rubber. Uh, actually, I think by now we know it's an unlucky rubber. 
and he's ready for action, but she, imagine this, she's not having it. Uh, she tells him whatever signals she might have given him were only a result of the cheap wine he poured down her throat, and she's definitely not interested. There's absolutely nothing between them. Again, she says, you are a giant loser. But, well, here, why don't you just take this wine and you just kind of put it in there? Oh, guys, the Cosby. Uh, but in bats and form, he still tries to he still tries to slip off for lingerie anyway. He is completely undeterred. Your Total. words are meaningless. And this is our hero in the movie, the eighties. She's freaking out that her roommate Kendall will wake up, or worse yet, Mrs. <laughs> Kingman, the house mother, will find them. Okay. I have to know. Who is Miss Kamen? I'd seen her. Hold up. Is that Jerry Seinfeld's mom? Bam! It's Mrs. Seinfeld. Oh, I, I got that like last night. I'm laying in bed and I'm just like, at first I was I was leaning towards uh, Sopranos, Tony Soprano's mom. And I'm like, no. Oh, yeah, that was kind of similar look. Yeah. yeah, but I was like, no. Holy shit, that's Jerry Seinfeld's mom. Yeah. Nice. Um, and sure enough, they hear Miss Kingman out in the hall. So Billy slips out of the room, and just as Mrs. Seinfeld is making her rounds, he quickly ducks into another bedroom where a highly bodacious babe is butt-ass naked on her way to the communal showers. Billy might be dumb, but he ain't no dummy. He instinctually taps the top of his head, rendering him invisible, and he follows her into the steamy bathroom. Ah, uh, makes a Batson proud. Fifteen minutes into this fucking flick, and we're shown a plethora of naked college girls showering carefree in all their innocent glory. Amen. I knew this movie was going to rock fucking balls two years ago when it came across my radar, and here we are. You're welcome, assholes. What a movie. I'm sorry. I called you guys assholes again. I'm sorry. Again. I'm going to write that no, down. No, 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 doctor. There's no reason to write anything down. No, no, you have to write that down. Write that down. Uh, well, eventually, it's all too much eye candy for young Billy. He's, he's invisible, but he's just seeing too much uh, as, of the showering girls. You think they're wondering who spilled all the conditioner all over the floor? <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> do you think they're wondering about the weird shadow and the silhouette that's just, like, spanking it over it's going there? Like, What's that over there in the corner? <laughs> that's kind of where I was going with my conditioner on the floor joke. <laughs> Yeah, but you just called us assholes for the second time in Oh, 10 now minutes. you guys aren't going to laugh at my jokes anymore? I was just waiting for one of them to say, what is that rhythmic slapping sound? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Good oh, job. No. Good job, Cody. Oh, Good no. job. Oh, God. Oh, Sandusky wouldn't have been in that shower. <laughs> Jeez. With the heat I'm feeling in this room tonight, Apparently it's like my jokes Jerry Sandusky. I feel like Jerry Sandusky at a Boy Scout convention, right? <laughs> I swear to Christ, Dennis, I'm going to put my foot in your ass and break the goddamn thing off. <laughs> One of us is going to make Tut piss himself, and I'm not sure it's you, fuck brain. I read now. <laughs> read. Or you were calling my Dennis Miller a fuck brain. I don't get even. I go and move ahead. That's the way, that's the way Bert does things. Um, oh, Bert and Dennis is awesome. Uh, uh. So he sprints outside. Young Billy, uh, but like the doctor said, young Billy's th- in his thirties. <laughs> he's, not, he's, not he's not a youngster. But you know what? It's clear he's been the main hogmeister party animal for. He's aged a lot in college. He's not on a four-year program. No, no. Actually, Billy is twenty-four. He just looks thirty-six. Yep. That's how the hogs party. That's how the hogs party. Sam Houston State University style. Well, Judy is 
for some reason, still waiting outside for him. He's been in that shower forever uh, to give her a ride to class. Despite the fact that he's wearing a hospital gown with his bare white ass cheeks showing out the back. She didn't bat an eye at that. Nope. The 80s? Is that it's what we're, 80s, man. It's the 80s. No, he is Billy Batson, after all. The, the one and only Billy Batson. Uh, as soon as he drops her off at class, she's swooped up by the campus preppy pretty boy Greg. And they Greg. walk off together arm in arm. Greg has really good hair and a really good blazer. Uh, how can Billy's ghost ass compete with that shit? Can't. You can't. can't. I mean, can't. That's the correct answer. You can't. You can't. Not with that blazer. Not with that blazer. I mean, it, it really was a good blazer. Uh, I, was, I was impressed. Where are you guys at with the cigar? I'm about midway through. It's picking yeah, up a little. Half. Picking up a little bit in strength now. Strength uh, picked up mill point. I also started to get a really dark uh, kind of woodsiness. That I was I never got any of that early on. I'm not really getting dark, but I'm definitely getting more of a woodsy flavor too. Yeah, it's it's that's happened in the middle the middle portion of the cigar, which yeah. is nice because I was I was having a hard time. Yeah, that first kinda. third really wasn't doing a lot for me. I mean, it was pleasant, it was a nice cigar, but it just wasn't you know making my taste nodes sing. Um, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting some of the oak and the, the oakiness, yeah. uh, and the strength has picked up. It's also picked up a little bit in the nose. I'm getting a little more yeah. uh, strength in the in the nose pepper. Uh, I like the middle portion so far a lot better than the first portion, and it's still I smooth. Agree. It's still smooth. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's been a nice smooth smooth smoke the entire Doctor, time. Doctor, you enjoying it? I am. I uh, can't really tell any changes. Uh, Where you at? He's a little bit. He's uh, a little bit. Before. You should we're, we're about midway through the cigar. They should they should come to you. Let us know if they don't, because then we look like liars. <laughs> Are you getting anything? Well, you're about the same with the doctor. You're not quite there yet either, though. But I, I'll have to say, I'm, I'm. It is have that little bit, like you said, a little bit darker. I still get the little yeah, pepper right on now. the retrohale, but I'm not. I'm not detecting like anything, any other subtle flavors. So I wish. Okay. I wish there was. Well, I am still getting lots of tasty flavors in the beer. Very much so. Why? Well, yes, I like it. It has maintained that sweetness. It's not. It's not necessarily a go-to beer. I mean, I, I I don't know. There's so many times where you know there's a there's a nice beer, and I'm, but I don't know if I can see myself ordering it at the pub. I would I'm, with I'm, with a lot of other different choices. I'm not a stout guy, so in the winter months, if I'm looking for you know stray away from my beloved IPAs and into something a little more richer, a little more. Right, this would definitely. I would actually could see on a on a cold winter's night, curling up by the fireplace at my favorite pub. I could I could see me ordering one of these. I could see that for you know people that just love that bitter, but then want something a little bit heavier. Yeah. By the way, I'm not allowed yeah. to curl up by the fireplace anymore. He makes me sit in her seat like everybody else. <laughs> well, I'd, cr- I'd curl up like a dog right there in front of the fireplace. Maybe if you had pants on, it would have been a different story. Well, let's not fib. If, it's the if, Batson family curse, man. Well, let's not fib if the but fireplace is going tuts in front of slap that Slap the thing. top of your head yeah. and your pants disappear? <laughs> um, okay, so we all like the beer and we're all enjoying, but you know, we're, we're not quite sure what the cigar is quite yet. I don't care for the beer, but give me another. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. You don't. You've been on the record. You're, you're not a fan. I, I would, uh, and uh, you know, always be careful with those backhanded compliments too. I would never buy this if I had other <laughs> options. I'm not saying it's not a go-to beer. If there was anything else available, I wouldn't drink it. But yeah, like I mean, you're, you're basically saying you don't like it. 
No, I do like it. And Doctor, we actually do have some Lone Star in the fridge if you want to switch at some point. I'm going to give this a college try. Okay. I'm going to give this the Batson try. <laughs> no, you can you can like a beer, but like other beers better. Well, you can like That's movies. I like, like no, you can like anything. I like exactly. Better. I like cigars, but there's other cigars that the, I like. We better. did this with the the shandy, and it was, everybody was saying the same thing. Cade was like, "Well, if I was outside on a 100 degree day under extremely heightened <laughs> circumstances at someone else's barbecue, <laughs> if there was literally a, nothing else to drink, then yeah, I might have another one of these. Like, okay, you don't Viking, like it. If there was a Viking holding a nine millimeter Uzi to my head and saying that I had to like it, every single one of the other beers at the O'Brien's tap. <laughs> wasn't working and Cody had a barrel of this and a bucket of mop bucket behind the bar. Yeah, I'd drink it. I forgot about that shandy. It's the official beer of Guantanamo Bay, babe. Because sure you'd make the them time. drink it because it was shit. Oh. No, that's, you, you tried to be, you were like, well, I think there's this, li- this laundry list of 27 different things that had to be in place for you to drink one again. Dying of thirst in the desert, and <laughs> all right. But I could see myself going for a third beer tonight. I already leached all of the fluid off of Tut's corpse, <laughs> and there was literally nothing else to drink. So, see, after I would drink the blood of my fellow brothers, then I would turn to that beer. Yes, if there was nothing else. If, there, if that was all gone, <laughs> was all gone. <laughs> and like there was no oasis in sight that made a pile of sand appear as if it were water. Then, oh know. wait, I'm in the desert. Is that some camel piss? <laughs> Oh, I think I'll get that before the beer. Oh, I'm so thirsty. Is that camel piss? Oh, it's a shandy. Oh, it's a devil's envy. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I actually would buy this again. I under, do like under, it under not so crazy circumstances. No, I'm in terms some of crazy the bar- in terms of a barrel age. <laughs> yeah, you did. I, I've never had a barrel aged <laughs> amber, and I'm really liking this. I was in the bar. Oh, and all of them, there was nothing else. I mean, I wouldn't choose it if I had anything else I could drink. I just like the fact you called me on that. That was nice. As a, as a pub owner, Yaks, had you ever heard of Circle Brewing? I had not. Okay, they're fairly new. Yes, they are. Yeah, it's can't keep up with all of them. Now that Doc shamed me, it's all right. It's mediocre. Just pours it on his own head. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll 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 check back. Maybe the may after two or three more, Doc. You might. I'm, I'm going to give it. Sh- I'm going to give it a fair shake. You can't learn anything from one beer. Hey, what do oh, you? you can. I'm going to write that down. What do you do when you have some question marks after someone comes in for some medical testing? You haven't come back for more tests. That's right. So I can build the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get back to oh, the escapades. How are those lawsuits coming? <laughs> well, the problem is I I wrote on a big poster and put it in the wall of my office, PhD, and then underneath that, pretty hirsute dingus. <laughs> and done. Why would you advertise that? I mean, why do I do or say anything that I do or say? That's valid. Billy races back to his dorm room where he wakes up his roommate, Lasky. Lasky, that Lasky. is a classic roommate name. And hurries him off to class. You have a feeling that's something neither one of these guys has ever done for Get each other. Get to class. Huh? Not sure huh? where it is. <laughs> what? What? Where am I? He's actually a little more uh, challenged than Billy, if that's possible. Huh? Huh? Stumbling around in his that? underpants. He got a good storm brewing outside. He tells him it's hot. It's hog day. But despite the implications of said holiday, he needs his buddy to clean up his shit from the side of the room because Judy's going to be here in 45 minutes to have sex with me. Did I miss something? Did she say anything about that? I know, nope, but don't he knows what that. he's there for. That's well, the power just, of positive thinking. Well, you just popped this 
bottle of champagne and you're just drinking. Uh, I didn't see it. Did he set out some of that cheap champagne again? I, I was bet. just waiting for the quagmire oh, Rufy Colada. <laughs> <laughs> well, a cute friend of theirs, Rita, shows up. Uh, she, uh, she lives in the Rita. dorm as well. Was and, I the only one who, like, I mean, she was a skinny girl, but... I well, like to read a Taylor Swift kind of thing. Yeah, that recognizes who Rita is from, don't you? Yes. I recognize that she was in uh, Chainsaw 3, Leatherface, the Tech Chainsaw Master. The ever lovable Tony Hudson. Yeah. From another 1985 classic, Just One of the Guys. Yeah, he asked me if I'd seen that I, oh, years yeah. ago, but it's been it's been. Dude, it's a William Zabka. It's one of the Zabka classics. Uh, a cute chick. Not... not uh, Tony Hudson's her best friend. Okay. A cute chick decides that well, she uh, is taking a high school journalism class. In the briefest synopsis as I can. Uh, her submission to get a, a, a summer internship at the newspaper doesn't get selected. She thinks it's because it's she's a chick, and that if it was a guy writing it. She would have got in into it. So she cuts her hair short, tapes her tits down, and goes across town to the rival high school to pretend to be a boy and try to enter the contest from there. And so the lovely Tony Hudson of School Spirit is her best friend who's in on it. Uh, Billy Zabka is the, the school bully at the new school she goes to. And her college-age boyfriend is none other than uh, uh, McCloskey of Hamburger fame. Oh, yeah, I barely remember the I movie. I need to see this movie. Oh, oh it's, yeah, it's class, I mean, 80s classic. She was yeah. also a staple for in eighties television. I mean, multiple oh, episodes. Oh, Matt Houston. She did a bunch of Matt Houston's, I believe. As well as uh, she was with uh, the ever lovable A Team Face for a while. Oh, she was in, on the A Team. She dated Face Man. Mm-hmm. He didn't date just anybody. No. Uh, she's cute. And by she's the way, really, just really one cute. of the guys, whenever Zabka's ready to kick somebody's ass, yeah. a nerd or whoever, he reaches into the back pocket of his jeans and pulls out some fingerless weightlifting gloves. That's when you know he's about to go kick some ass. Oh, I like it. Yeah, that might be what I'm missing. <laughs> oh, oh no. Don't give him any more ideas. I could go with totally rocks and fingerless. If you have not seen Just One of the Guys, you absolutely should. I, I think I saw it back in, in the 80s. Yeah, I, I remember watching it because I vaguely remember the movie, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. Okay. I'll well, have to revisit it. And that was uh, Tawny Hudson? Tony Hudson. Tony Hudson. She's Her, a little fox. And if you see her, her today, she is, yeah, she's she, even more gorgeous. Yeah. How's that possible? I don't know. She does I, not have the Batson curse. She does not have the Batson curse. Uh, Another well, little tidbit: the actress, the lead actress from Just One of the Guys, Joyce Heiser, didn't didn't go on to do a whole lot, but uh, dated Bruce Springsteen before he was married, around 1980 or so. Really? Yeah. Before he married Julia Phillips. Yes. Interesting. All right. Well, they talk Rita, or Billy, really just instructs her to help him clean up this pigsty. See what I did there? I did. Hog Day pigsty. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I heard it. <laughs> I ignored it. I'm baking up something special. Oh, uh, bacon? Oh, boy. I wish somebody would quit being such a ham. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The tears won't stop. In an effort to impress the almighty Judy Hightower. Again, am I wrong in that just the sheer quality of the beautifulness of these chicks in this movie? Most eighties movies have like one pretty nice, one hot chick. Every chick who has a speaking role in this thing is just gorgeous. And let's face well, it, you know, I can't figure out with the with the 
number of actors and just the, the amount of chicks and nudity. Like, how have we not seen this? How did this, how this thing fall not, off the radar? How is this not on USA Up All Night, Sons of the Nudity? Uh, how is this not on HBO? This this movie is like, it's like getting lucky with a budget. I have a theory. That Leprechaun movie we did. See, I have a theory. And no, I right? Was, I mean, I, it's, I, no, it's way better than I that. I would have no, I'm saying. It's like if they had money for actors. <laughs> I would have saved this. Do you want me to save my theory to the end, or you kind of really went into it? Because I actually thought of getting lucky. This movie, it looks like they clearly had a budget to to hire some actors. Yeah. Because as we've mentioned, yeah. You know, we've mentioned that uh, Batson's been in some stuff, and we're gonna mention some Tony Hudson, and uh, yeah, and uh, in fact, uh, even even the guy, uh, I've already lost his name, but the blazer wearer, Greg. Greg, uh, Ned's, I don't know why I was so pained when I. Greg, Ned Siegel, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, nephew of actor George. I was gonna say related George. Um, didn't do a whole lot, but he was in the movie, uh, the Winorski mid '80s movie Chopping Mall. Mm-hmm. So these weren't like a bunch. It wasn't like one of those movies where you literally never saw them before. I believe his name was Greg in that movie too. It might have been. But it wasn't like one of these things where you. These are probably people that were. If they had the Screen Actors Guild in 1985, these were probably people that you had to pay a little bit to. Yeah. My theory, though, was that they ran out of money after that. It, so they couldn't actually get it out there in theaters. They distribution. It really, it really looked. Uh, there's a scene coming up later VHS on. VHS stores were still fairly new in Yeah, 85. but you would, you would think that, you know, in today's age where you can literally put. Where literally. All garbage is on the internet. You would think that some distribution would have bought the rights to it. The thing, the thing is, though, and and there's a scene that will be towards the film's uh, uh, ending where I'll I'll mention it. Um, it had the feel to me of a movie that maybe test screened really badly. And they kind of went because of, of all the raping. There's some <laughs> no, not in the eighties. Women had a, uh, in eighties. It was still fun. There's comedy, some disjointedness yeah. to it in terms of its flow. There's kind yeah, of some disjointedness. So I, I wonder almost if like initially there was a bad test screen and they went back in and added some stuff and maybe even made it better in the process. Yeah, but at that I, point they moved on. And with eighties stuff. What what you say about today is right, but this is why we still occasionally find some things. If it got buried in eighty four or eighty five, yeah, it, it stayed buried. buried. It got buried. Yeah, yeah. Because I would put this definitely in the same vein as Up the Creek, but not as near as good as Up the Creek. Up the Creek had a real good flow and pace to it. it did this it really did this had the right spirit? <laughs> ah. Didn't quite have the, just all the little intangibles. Hey, well, that's, that's, no, you're right. It did have the right. It did have the, no pun intended. It did right. have the right spirit, but there, I just felt in the in the middle phase of it, there was some disjointed there. aspects of yeah. it. Okay, all right. Um, I'm gonna withhold something I'm about to say till the end. Um, it actually received nationwide distribution. It was in a no. Go ahead. 50 million U.S. box office. <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, as class is wrapping up, Greg offers uh, preppy Greg to ask the economics professor about Judy's recommendation to law school. But as soon as the smarmy bastard approaches the teacher who sees him coming, like, uh, he tells Greg, fuck off, you insufferable little suck ass. That is Sam Houston State University professor. <laughs> And he abandons that plan fast. He goes back. Ah, I think it should wait a while. Uh, the professor knows. He knows what Greg's. Do you think uh, the producers of PCU stole this guy's look for David Spade's character? 
Possibly. Possibly. Because they're the same. Yeah. I mean, it's the same and blazer. Or that, you, or these that, guys had a shitty uh, a little blazer. And yeah. little, I mean, it's kind of the uniform. For, it's it's kinda, the uniform of the insufferable asshole. College dickheads. It's, it's like how we always have said the lazy filmmaking is you take a cute girl and you want to make her mousy. You just put, put, on, put some glasses on her. Glasses. In this case, it's like we need to take this guy and make sure that everybody gets across that he is the... Stuffy, blazer and tie, tan pants, boat shoes, and a blue blazer. blazer. My God, is that LL Bean? <laughs> As Greg and Judy walk out of class, he's bad mouthing Billy pretty hard. He did not like the fact that Billy gave her a ride that morning. He's trying to convince Judy that her new suitor is a slap in the face to everybody who takes their education seriously on campus. He is. Which he is. <laughs> Unfortunately for Greg, Billy's walking behind them, and he quickly taps himself on the head, makes him invisible. And he makes Greg's Pepsi explode right into his face. Greg then unwisely me, that suggests... Was a, that was an old school Mountain old school. Dew. Oh, wasn't it? It was a Mountain Dew, baby. I never drank that piss. Oh, I did. I drank it up. Me neither. It looked like nuclear they waste. They didn't have that on That's my college campus. That's why I loved it. Yeah, they wouldn't even sell that on my college campus. At the Poughkeepsie Institute for Technical Science, otherwise known as the Pits, they just had a machine that sold steel reserve. <laughs> Man, Mountain Dew and a whatchamacallit. Well, Greg... That's a slice of heaven right there. I do like whatchamacallit. Yeah, those are good. Well, Greg uh, unwisely then suggests that perhaps, hey, the Mountain Dew didn't go so good. <laughs> I say unwisely. I can't, I can't stress unwisely enough. Perhaps I'd have better luck with some vending machine chili. I'm sorry, ghost vending or not, that's a chili? risky proposition. <laughs> My question is, what kind of vending machine gives you chili? chili. How could that choice go wrong? It's, it's bad enough, like in Real Genius, when Val Kilmer's getting the vending machine coffee. Vending machine chili? <laughs> yes. Well, he gets How long has that shit been in there? Well, it's right next to the vending machine coleslaw. <laughs> no, the vending machine yogurt. He gets out of this little <laughs> container of steaming chili. Puts his spoon. I don't know how steamy that shit is. Puts a spoon. First of all, if you're trying to pick up a chick, I don't know if chili's the right... <laughs> vending machine chili's the right choice. It's never the right choice. <laughs> but he puts the spoon in it, and Greg, or uh, Billy, now invisible, takes the spoon and takes it out of the chili and flips it over this muscle-bound jock guy at the vending machines. Greg, smooth talk, he gets out of a fight with the big guy. He doesn't know what's going on. He's got Mountain Dew in his face. His chili's flying everywhere. Oh, and then Billy unzips Greg's fly, whereas, you know, Judy's like, uh, excuse me? He's like, oh, I didn't notice that. And then he decides he'll have some vending machine yogurt, which that seems risky, too. <laughs> Any dairy in a, in a vending machine seems like a really good thing. And, and who, who stocks these vending machines? <laughs> it was the 80s. Okay. It was the 80s. It's a different uh, which, time. Which man. Billy goes on to take the yogurt cup and dump it on top of... Uh, Billy's head. So then Greg goes for some vending machine lobster bisque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by this point I'm like, all right, vending machine gag. Uh, this is like Man. four well, times. I'm, I'm okay. Let's let's <laughs> move this keep, along. Keep going, let's move this, this along. This is your guys' problem. There's too many trips to the vending machine. Next thing you know, he's gonna have some lawn chair oysters. Up the, <laughs> up the creek didn't have any of these long vending machine sequences. Up the creek knew to do it like two or three vending machine gags and move forward. <laughs> well, Judy is super stressed out with her Oxford Fellowship application and picking up the Grand Dame Mrs. Lavatois at the airport with President Grimshaw mm, later. She can't put up with any of this Mountain Dew yogurt chili nonsense. You know what, Greg? You either need to start wearing a bib or get yourself an exorcist, she yeah. says. And right then, in the flesh, Billy reappears, grabs her arm, and they're off. Boom. 
Poor Judy. She just has a target on her back, man. Everybody wants to hey, hit that. Hey, Greg looks... I knew, have, have you seen Judy? I knew I was yes. going to have a bad day when the first face I saw was Billy Batson. They're mortal enemies. I was just waiting they for are. him to like twirl his little mustache. Okay. Which is weird because we don't see Greg for a long time. I thought no. that he was going to be much more... <laughs> he uh, cut indigestion from that vending machine chili. <laughs> he actually went that He had to go home and puke his brains out for a few hours. He can puke if he's lucky. <laughs> Uh, Vending machine yogurt. What the fuck are you talking about, Tuttle? But you know what? She's still late, and she's not going to make it over to Grimshaw's in time because Billy, Billy Weinstein, pretends that there's car trouble with his engine, and when she comes around, he says, I need your help. He squirts steering fluid all over her blouse so he can see her boobs. But hey, how about we go by my dorm room? There's some chicks there who have some shirts. You can wear one of those. Okay. She wants to go to Oxford, does she? (laughs) Well, oops. Well, uh, what a weasel. Yes. What a, what a predator. <laughs> he's pretty much a predator. He's a dude. predator. Well, you saw Uncle Pinky. He's got the bats and curse. <laughs> he it's does have the bats curse. curse. They're, they're predators. It's the bats and curse. <laughs> we just can't stop sexually assaulting people. <laughs> oh, you could stop Uncle Pinky. You just don't. <laughs> so, no, really, I just can't. <laughs> Guy went to heaven. He's still assaulting chicks. Billy steals a shirt from Rita's closet. Once again, they pull Rita into this mess. And he also runs outside and instructs the street musicians hanging around the... You know, some college kids with guitars hanging around the, the steps. When you see me close my bedroom curtains, you play that hot new song you guys are working on. Sure enough. Show enough. As soon as he races upstairs and closes the curtains, Billy starts massaging Judy and the band starts serenading her. The chick's like singing this love song. Guy's like playing the bongos. Up the creek didn't have that shit. They didn't need that shit. But right before Billy can... They had a hot tub. Right before Billy can introduce uh, Judy to William Jr., his penis... (laughs) Uh, cigar chomping Uncle Pinky shows up in a red convertible full of girls, Cade style. Hey, how you doing, kid? And ruins the party. Also Cade style. <laughs> also Cade style. <laughs> we'll play Dr. Pinky is gracious and horny enough to help Judy put on Rita's new blouse himself. Oh, let me button that up for you, darling. Um... And then he'll drag Billy off to heaven. Let me help her with her blouse, and then I'll, I'll do my thing. Well, Uncle Pinky's a gentleman, if he's nothing else. Really? That's still the destination for Billy? Heaven? That's still <laughs> happening? Uh, well, Billy, he knows Pinky. He introduces Pinky to a little blonde named Sandy, who immediately says, Hey, old geezer, let's dance. <laughs> Uncle Pinky starts <laughs> dancing, and music just starts playing out of nowhere. Well, the band came up. And the that's band... all the distraction that the, the Pinkster needs. He's, he's going crazy, and Billy escapes once again. I'm seeing a pattern here. And isn't that when uh, Billy's six foot ten inch giant friend Barducci comes oh in with a six pack? This guy is awesome. He's all, is there, is there a party? He's taking his shirt off. Hey, man, is there a party? He kind of looked like our friend Jeremy Lawson. Oh, maybe they were eight feet if tall. He was seven feet tall, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he wore the shorts of a three-foot-tall person. Yeah, he comes, he comes in wearing his, his 80 shorts and tank top, and he's just at party. He's got his beers hand out. Oh, jeez. Well, hey, I want to take a quick moment here and talk about uh, Kentucky Fire Cured Sweets, a new cigar featuring Kentucky Seed Tobacco grown that's fire cured in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, where we're about to go. Hopkinsville. Along with Nicaraguan fillers. Uh, the cigar is wrapped in a Mexican San Andres wrapper with a sweetened tip. The mouthfeel on the scar is like bacon, maple, goodness, mixed with bourbon and barbecue. 
You know, my nickname back in my Canada days was Bourbon and Barbecue. Bacon Maple Goodness. BMG, man! <laughs> I thought it was Bourbon and Barbecue. BMG! Here comes the BMG! No, it wasn't that. They, they'd never called me that. Yeah. Uh, but in all seriousness, these cigars are the next evolution of the KFC brand, and you should check them out ASAP. All right. All right. Right on. Right on. Where are we at here, boys? Uh, Doctor, you're over the halfway mark. You and Yak Boy. I got about third. You and Yak Boy's entering the third. Tut, you starting the last third. Sure. Same. Same thing. Yeah, Phil. It's been very consistent. Uh, I haven't had to relight it once. No, the the ash falls. I'm not getting more than an inch of ash before it drops on me. You got to be careful with the ash. Yeah, I've got a little bit of an introduction of leather, uh, but that's really the only flavors that's. That's kind of changing on me. And that leather's on the retro hill. The second half was definitely stronger um, and, and definitely some woodsiness finally to add to that kind of mineralness and the smoothness. Yep. Uh, the definitely. Retro hail's always been consistently strong. Um, do we want to do price point now or you want to wait? You, I mean, you guys have a decent amount left. Uh, I'll guess. All right. Tut, you, you okay with doing price point now? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Doctor. Eight fifty. Eight fifty. Cody. Uh, I don't know, I'm going with the whole whiskey thing. I'm gonna probably say it's nine nine fifty. Nine nine fifty, eight fifty. Is that because of the whiskey? That's because of the whiskey the extra, and the process. The extra process put into it? Yeah. Um okay. I'm gonna go seven forty nine. Is that because that's what it is? That's what it is. Seven forty nine. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Diesel has always been, as for most of AJ's stuff, uh, a, a very affordable, yeah, premium cigar. So when you okay. guess high, you've got to give that a good score on value. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Especially like Tut said, with the extra R and D put into it, yeah. uh, you know, fucking around with the barrels, trying to figure out how that works, and um, man. I'm not getting any kind of whiskey influence whatsoever in the in the cigar for all that work, really. for all that work that was put into not it. Really. I'm not really getting that out of it. I mean, maybe, um, I, would, maybe I would really be happy if there was like some like some sort of like strong like again, oaky right. flavor to it. But I, I, I got some oak around the middle point, but I get oak in other cigars that aren't aged in, in yeah. bourbon yeah. barrels. But I'll say this too: this beer was aged in. But you know, barrels, I mean, this and is, I'm not getting any bourbon in the beer either. I'm getting Maybe a little, the I'm bourbon getting a little and bourbon bit is canceling each other out. <laughs> is there such thing as too much bourbon? No. I've lived my whole life this, the antithesis of that statement. If that's true, I don't want to know it. If drinking too much bourbon and smoking too much bourbon and a few cigars is wrong, damn it, I don't want to be right, Doctor. Me neither. Uh, I think 749. E equals MC, screw that. I say seventy forty nine is a, is a is a really good price point, which it is. I mean, a lot a lot of more boring premium cigars out there cost you a lot more. Oh yeah, but um, boy, just with such a backstory. I mean, I talked for like seven eight minutes about how this fucker was made. All right, well, f- but forget the backstory. If I you mean, just gave it to me. You just gave it to you. I mean, you're still talking about a nice length of a cigar smoking time on it. The smoke production alone, visually, visually, it's visually, it's a great visual it is a cigar. Beautiful smoking cigar. Yes. The blue smoke yeah. pouring off of this thing is like it was smoking on its own. Yeah, like now, a log I'll, in the fire. I'll, I'll be honest. I think the flavor is a little bit dipped. Uh, dipped. Yeah, um, it's just not as 
not as robust as I would like it. Especially, and which is a shame because, like I said, it's a beautiful cigar. It's a great price point. Uh, it's so actually yeah. a really enjoyable medium cigar um, with with not a lot of complexity. Yeah, and uh, one or two transitions around the midway point. Um, but yeah, you know what? I, I think maybe this is one of those weird ones where the score might surprise some people because it's actually delivering on on a lot of other things. A lot of other things, yeah. um, and it's just. I'll be curious to see where where the scores come in on this, um, but yeah, I'm certainly not bored by it, and I, I've enjoyed no, smoking it. No, uh, and it's definitely it's delivered on what it's given. I mean, it's it's got that little woodsiness into it. Uh, a, like I said, I got a little bit of leather on the retro hill coming into the last third of it. Uh, you know, there are flavors there. I'd like for it to be a little bit more pronounced, a little bit stronger on those flavors. That's a good call with the leather on the retro hill. It's 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 underneath that red pepper, but it's there. Yeah. Um, so you're getting that leather and red pepper on the retro hill. You're getting still that mineral and that yeah. smoothness mixed in with some some kind of a little bit yeah. of harsh oak. And I'm just I like be, it. and I'm just being ultra critical. I, I'd like like I said I'd like for those flavors to be a little You're bit more AJ pronounced. You're an AJ guy though. You, you tend to like AJ Oh, stuff. absolutely. I think AJ does some fabulous work uh, regardless of what factory or what brand that he's doing. I mean, he's got for. a million different I mean, oh, God. He, not only his stuff, but he makes, you know, his factories were Southern Draw. <coughs> Excuse me. Southern Draw. Southern Draw, the New World series, the Diesels. I mean, AJ makes good cigars. Yeah, I agree. That's why I I rarely, if it's an AJ cigar, I know I'm not going to get any type of construction issues. Very rarely have I found construction issues in, in AJ's brand. Okay. Uh, and plus, it's really interesting. Just from the factory, I'm a little bit... AJ's doing some interesting stuff in terms of buying out tobacco. So he's kind of like, you know, consolidating a lot of the tobacco farms which I think is going to be interesting from an economic impact into the cigar industry going forward as we see consolidation from the resources. Kind Do you like, have sources for that information, or is this fake news? It's probably fake news. Uh, I'm not revealing my sources. Uh, so yeah. it's going to be interesting. It's going to be kind of like a to draw a beer parallel. It's going to be kind of like a, uh, InBev going out and buying hops and all that kind of stuff. I'll be curious to see how this progresses in a few years. But... I'm also amazed at how AJ can can build for a lot of different brands, but have a whole lot of different tastes. I mean, there are distinct tastes between New Worlds and Southern Draws and Diesel. Well, Southern Draw, I mean, Robert's in there doing, he, he's, he's blending that. Yeah. So you're not dealing with AJ's palate. But uh, we did one last year uh, at AJ, which was a more delicate, kind of refined smoke. Uh, I think it made our top ten, actually. Um, the name is escaping me now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why that Somewhere happened. Skip Martin's going. <laughs> uh, but we liked it. Um, and if you go to our top ten list of last year, you'll get to see what that was. Again, I just heard Stip, Skip Martin crackle from all the way from down in Nicaragua. He's in Austin, actually. We were going to try right now. Yeah, yeah, we we're going to try to do a show with him. Just didn't work out. We had to go dove hunting instead. <laughs> Um, okay. Don't mess with the dove hunt, dude. You can't get in the way of TNC and their, their shotguns. When it comes to killing God's precious animals and holding their carcass in my head. The dove hunting scene. Picked up this little dove. It was still twitching in his hand. He's like, choked it to death. I hate myself. Oh, no. You have to rip the heads clean yeah. off, man. Young Paul bites their heads off and spits them. 
I see Tut like winging them on purpose. They can go kill them with his hands. No, that's the most horrible thing. That's the most Tut horrible lust. thing. <laughs> My sources spoke to me on conditions of anonymity. Fake news. That's that means fake news. There's only two of them that were out there in this room. It, it could be anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Well, back to our story. Uh, Billy drives Judy to President Grimshaw's, and he's none too happy to see the legendary troublemaker Billy Batson at his residence. You guys want to tell me who uh, President Grimshaw is? Frank from MASH. Larry Linville. Wasn't he the one that always was with hot lips? Oh, yes. Yeah. Major Frank Burns. I'm going to say something that's incredibly unpopular. Hot lips Houlihan. Hot lips is not how I... Oh, no. You're about to say something that I'm going to agree with because I know what you're going to say and we haven't even talked about it. Never got mash. Me either. I liked it. My uncles, when I grew up, it would always be on. They would watch the shit out of that show. Never did anything for me. Same here. Uh, it's, it was before our time. It was a comedy that had some political undertones when that just wasn't heard of. Uh, you're talking about a very, very, you know, as polarized as we are now, back then conservatism in the broadcast industry, you played it safe. If you got edgy, you were out of there. So that's why it was kind of interesting to look at some of these sitcoms that are just, you know, cornball sitcoms that would brush in... Like All in the Family. Right, that would brush in these political undertones. It was was one of the the early... Different strokes. You know, my God, can you imagine... Dramedy things where you know they're sorry, taking on serious issues but they're putting a laugh track to it yeah but uh, you know what honestly what always kind of set me off on the wrong foot was that opening theme song was so sad well little... it was supposed to be i mean based off it was based off based off the movie yeah yeah never did it for which me. was a really fine movie i do remember that lisa simpson once read mike farrell's book my core beliefs oh really and i so uh, sad now i liked it you I, guys mentioned here if you're watching this on youtube the poster artwork it for looks like young School Fra- Spirit, it actually doesn't look like Billy Batson in the face. It actually looks like President I, Grimshaw as a young boy, man from as MASH. a young man from MASH. With Billy's hair inserted on him. I'm not sure. And I don't know who that chick is. Yeah, I don't She know looks like is. none of the chicks uh-huh. in this movie. Um, but, all, but it is true to the movie in that she, well, seems, her reaction- she seems terrified and he's peeling off her clothes. <laughs> it was the 80s. It was a different time. Uh, it was the 80s. It was the 80s, Doctor. It was. Oh, how I missed them. Well, Judy swears to President Grimshaw that Billy will be leaving soon. I don't know about that. As soon as his daughter, Ursula, starts canoodling with him by the pool in her bikini, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, cause did I use that term correctly? Canoodling? You did. You did I, use that word. I appreciate Absolutely. Ursula's canoodling. But Judy says it might be good, you know, to keep Billy around because he can give them valuable intel on the Hog Day activities. We want to keep that under close watch because, you know, Mrs. What's her name? Uh, Lavatois. Lavatois. Uh, when she arrives, she's going to find the hogs distasteful for sure. Uh, her visit and the cash endowment that's coming with it uh, is a big fucking deal. Oh, this is old money. This is like Did the you family. Recognize that- Ursula. No. Only you would. Taxi. No, I said only Cade would. Uh, Ursula, no. It took me a while. Uh, she was in Friday the 13th Part 2. Oh my god, I do recognize her. She's a... Uh, her boyfriend's like a long-haired blonde guy that wears a little hat. She's a... Uh, she's got uh, kind of... 
You yeah, know I don't. I just like there. Make my, my knowledge of the... I've seen three through there, all of them a million times. I watched part two last Halloween for the first time, and I really enjoyed it. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, this is really good. But I, I, I wouldn't have picked it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people in two. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, she's uh, she's one of the counselors. That is that the up. is that the only thing? Because she had a face that I thought I recognized. It's too. The only thing I remembered her from. I might have recognized her from Friday That's too, but not really. You were looking at her face. Well, um, she had a lot of other canoodles that were very nice. Uh, well, Grimshaw reassures Judy. Uh, they go inside and they're talking. That the Oxford Fellowship is well within your grasp due to the fine points you've made. As her nipples are staring him I right love in the this. face. I love this scene because he, he soft sells this so Oh, he so, does. His, so eyes just, his eyes just Very drift up to the nipples. Right, You've made fine points, Judy. And, and it's like for the... For the first couple of the uh, times that he does it, it's just real quick hit oh, no, glance. It's, a, it's good acting. And then at the end, he focuses a little bit longer. It was great acting. I, well, she's wearing Rita's blouse, which Rita's a good two sizes smaller than Judy. And that's how hot Judy is. In less than 24 hours, Batson has attempted to date raper. Greg has put his smarmy charms on. Yeah. And now the president of the college is, is basically... Saying nice tits. Yeah. Uh, and I just realized how weird it well, is, is that this entire scene, I'm like, Frank, that's some great acting, man. That's some great <laughs> well, acting. Well, I guess according to this movie's logic, this old horny bastard's in line to go to heaven, right? Yes. Yes. He's going to make no, it there. The bar no. has been set so low by Uncle Pinky. No, because he's not letting the kids have fun. You think heaven's about partying? If If you can't let the kids have fun, I mean, come on. Jesus did turn water into wine. Think about it. Yeah, Uncle Pinky, heaven. I, Billy Batson, heaven. Grimshaw? Doctor's right. I drink a shitload of wine. I'm going to heaven. Jesus turned up at a wedding, saw people drinking water. He's like, what's this shit? Turned it into wine. That that part, that isn't in the scripture. But, uh, oh, I was like, I mean. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, man, i got to reread that. Read I'm this, not uh, exactly sure that's how that happened. Uh, I'm, I'm going to look that up. He did turn water into wine. In the no, he did. He I, did. I, he I did. didn't say what's this shit, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I have heard that before. I don't know what vintage it was, but I'm assuming it was Israel, uh, 002 BC. <laughs> <laughs> Outside, Ursula, Grimshaw's Ursula. daughter, is riding on top yeah. of Billy's shoulders, picking some primo weed from her garden yeah. by the pool. She lets it spill that her uncle, Grimshaw's brother, Uncle Chuck Leabody, is giving her daddy a million-dollar kickback from the construction of the new facility that this endowment is going to be funding. It's a nice little kickback. Just then, Ursula's drunken stepmother shows up and crashes her car into the house, which apparently happens every day. They should have... Cade style. Uh, Which brings President Grimshaw racing outside. Anybody recognize the slosh stepmom? No. We featured her on the podcast before. Really? This is a Corman film, after all. She was Matilda the Hun from Death Race 2000, ah. the original. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I wish it would have actually, you know, incorporated her a little bit more. She was a fun character. You know, was, no, yeah, every, everybody, exactly, man. everybody she, she should have drunk from grocery shopping. Exactly. Everybody in this has some sort of cult classic, and it just... It just occurred to me, Batson's buddy Barducci was also in another film that I love, Midnight Madness. 
I'm not sure I saw that. He, it was in a, it was a, a scavenger hunt movie. Had a Naughton from uh, American Werewolf fame. Yeah, David Naughton. And then a young Michael J. Fox. Yeah, I don't think I ever felt man. Oh, man, that was a great Check one. out Midnight Madness. The original, the death race, the David Carradine yeah. 70s one? She was Matilda the Hun, one of the original racers. Okay. Uh, we did a double feature on the podcast. That was a fun show. Uh, yeah. That one, and then they redid it last year. Death Race 2020? 2020, and that was actually a pretty fun flick, too. Um, well, Mr. Manu. Well, Grimshaw tells Billy, as Ursula slides off his shoulders, that he's on to Mr. Hogmeister. That's Billy's official title on campus. He is the Hogmeister. He is the Hogmeister. He is the ultimate hog. Party animal. And he wants him to stay the hell away from his young daughter. He doesn't let his daughter leave the house for shit. Well, first of all... Kick his ass out of your house. I love He's it. so accepting of all these students. You, you, you talked about the, the Grimshaw's comic timing. Yeah. There's a funny scene here. I didn't make a note of it, but it's, it was just it was hilarious. Drunk stepmom shows up with a bag of groceries, gives it to Ursula. Yeah. Ursula's like, I'm going inside and getting a drink. She hands it to Grimshaw. Grimshaw looks at it. He hands it to Billy. Billy's standing there holding this thing of groceries by yeah. the pool and then... Grimshot goes back and takes it from Billy. Like, I don't know why I gave you the groceries. <laughs> it was just a little funny. I, I, I like that stuff. And I, I, You're I, not going to get that with getting lucky actors. I think that that was something. And for our listeners, getting lucky is a really bad trauma. St. Patty's Day, uh, uh, Leprechaun Trapped, and a beer bottle movie that we did. Exeter Flexeter. But if you want to watch a movie where a guy hangs on to the largest pubes you've ever seen. <laughs> Getting you want luck- to getting lucky, or listen to our podcast of getting lucky. I would actually listen to our podcast yeah, we, we, rather than watch yeah, it because we we're, way more, inter- we're way more entertaining. Fee five o flash. How I'd like to be in Miss Hightower's ass. <laughs> oh God, we don't. Lucky's back. <laughs> Lepke. All right, that'll Lepke. be your that'll be your only Lepke, Lepke. Lepke. of the evening. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, well, Billy uh, sends Judy and Grimshaw on their way to to pick up the uh, the money at the airport. You know, Mrs. Uh, Lavatoire from the airport. Mm, Mrs. And Lavatois. then he le- he tries to leave, but not before Ursula tries to sneak a ride in his stolen convertible, which the police still aren't looking for. He's had it forever. Uh, she pleads with him. Not to mention, she pops up. Her dad is not even out of the uh, driveway yeah. well, yet. He's staring at those fine tips of uh, well, That's true. He's got Judy. nice endowments. But... Uh, I kept waiting for somebody to make an endowment joke, but no. Uh, well, she pleads with uh, Billy, Ursula does, that she'd make a great hogette. That's the female party animals at the school. But even he has limits. He says, no, I can't do that. That makes no sense. His entire character is the opposite of this. And now he's like, all of a sudden, <laughs> you know what? Someday your time is going to come. Well, I think <laughs> right. she's, someday I will rape wait. you. But that day is not today. <laughs> that is at least two weeks in the future. <laughs> I'll find you when All of a it's sudden, not he, convenient for you. He is the model of restraint. <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing where you're willing is a real turnoff for me. I'm not real me. comfortable with you coming on to me. You're giving yourself to me? Ursula, I just want to be very straight about this. I can only get an erection if you're terrified. <laughs> Billy Batson's so dark. <laughs> well, Grimsh- I need your disdain. <laughs> Grimshaw and Judy show up at the airport to pick up Mrs. Lavatois. Or as Grimshaw calls her, because he's never seen her, the old onion. <laughs> Let's just wait here for the old onion. <laughs> That's a good line. Uh, what an asshole, though, right? Very much so. Played by Major Frank Burns. And to their surprise, she's actually a very attractive MILF. Yes. Yes, she is. Yes, Ma- she is. Madeline 
Eloise Lavatoire. Hubba hubba. Mm-hmm. She's gorgeous. Like, the other girls are hot, like, from an American. This chick's just... just She's a classically European beauty. Do you think it's just the accent? No, it's her face. She's just gorgeous. <sighs> she is. Where'd they find these brave? I don't know. This movie is so weird. How did it not get more? Well, across town at the sorority I think there house... Was a, there was a time in the 80s where, like, foreign chicks kind of took center stage for a while. Because you got this, you got the better off dead chick, the little uh, French girl from that. Same year, 85, uh, you got Porky's Revenge with the, the right? Inga, the exchange student. Oh, man, Inga. Uh, fast forward a little bit. There oh, was she, a was, David. she was just a playmate from like Philadelphia. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> there was a, fast forward a little bit. There was a David Spade, one of his first uh, solo movies. Oh, but that was... Where uh, it was like a French cellist. That was a... Uh, is that the dog movie? Yeah. No, that, yeah. What? But, that that was, but that she chick was, was hot. She, she That's what I said. Pass forward. Tyler, don't so, check uh, that Sophie, goddamn toe uh, at me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Get your decades fucked up. That's your problem, <laughs> shithead. Maybe I shouldn't have watched that many David <laughs> Spade solo movies, but I did it. <laughs> I shouldn't have watched them, but I did it. They didn't have Farley in it. I should know better, but I watched them. Come on. I had one of the best Neil Diamond impersonations ever. Yeah, it was pretty good. I'll give it that. That man knows what I'm talking about. Well, I'm done in that there. movie. Yeah, no, I never saw it. I'm gonna draw a penis. Tyler, that's what I'm gonna do. It's about that time of the year. <laughs> well, uh, the old onion is in fact a beautiful peach. Indeed. Um, across town at the sorority house, Uncle Pinky is looking for Billy, and after evading the old biddy Mrs. Kingman as he's snooping around the sorority. He finds a poor college girl sleeping in her dorm room. Question. Did Billy indicate that he would be at the sorority house? Or is that just where Pinky showed up? That's just, oh, that's where just his first spot. To, <laughs> he just went there and maybe Billy... You know. He's a Batson. Huh. There's a 50-50 shot. He'll he's be an, here. He's an investigator. He knows He knows where his prey is going to show up. Maybe his psychic... Speaking of prey. <laughs> he's a detective because he wears a fedora. That's... That's about how far that, that goes. Well, he's kind of well, Columbo. He's got a cigar, so did Columbo. Exactly. Uh, tell me once again, what, right. what are you doing, ma'am? Can we hurry and get through this scene? Because it, it, it made even creepy. a guy like me really uncomfortable. Oh, God. So he looks in the bedroom door and he sees this blonde chick sleep, that says a sleeping. Lot. <laughs> it really does. A sleeping princess, he mutters. Fantastic. <laughs> his invisible. Oh, and of course he taps his head to make him invisible. His invisible creepy ass sneaks into a room and starts undressing her. And this is what he says <laughs> this as he does it. This is so it. creepy. Let Dr. Pinky take a little look-see. Oh yeah, the, progno- the prognosis looks very good. Let's, ch- let's check out some of your other parts. Oh yeah, this looks most interesting. I'm in heaven. It's horrible. How are you in heaven? And he basically strips off all her clothes and drools on her while she lays there unconscious. Real quick, Doctor, could you discern if the prognosis indeed looked very good, or was the prognosis looked pretty fantastic to me? <laughs> uh, so he and Billy are definitely going to hell now, right? Yes, Doc, clearly. Don't take this the wrong way, but when I'm watching this scene, I'm just picturing you. <laughs> well, one needs to make a thorough investigation of the goods. I'm just like, and now I know what. Doc's ghost. And I'm sorry, anybody like. who has a problem with the Betty Child's rape scene in Revenge of the Nerds, stay the fuck away from this movie. <laughs> no shit. Maybe this is why this thing has not been released. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, they could cut this out. I mean, it's not... Well, Pinky's it, ghost boss shows up. Thank I god. He probably saves this girl from... No, he ghost doesn't. Rape, clearly, he rape. like stops that, but then he... 
Pinky leaves. No, no, no. He tells Pinky, you got one more chance. Go find Billy. And he just saw what... I think that your chances are done. You're going. And then you I see, guess this is the Catholic afterlife. Head, <laughs> then you see the head angel. <laughs> Pinky leaves. And what does he do? He goes in the room. We are really big on forgiveness. <laughs> well, there weren't any altar boys, so... School Spirit 2. <laughs> school Spirit 2, the altar. Catholic School Spirit. The Notre Dame. Uh, uh, it's a horrible scene. It really kind of is, man. And I'm sorry, we joke a lot about how gorgeous these chicks are and like, hey, boobs. When Uncle Pinky was showing me those kind of That kind of crossed the line. I was, they really did. I was checking out, man. That was weird. Maybe that is one of the reasons. Maybe they watch that. They're like, "Oh God, you've gone too far." <laughs> yeah, but they could have cut that. I mean, they could easily just trim that out of the movie. Yeah, but then you know, they haven't lost anything. Like, well, they lost another pair of boobs in the movie. Well, there's plenty more. Yeah. We meet up with President Grimshaw and Judy as they give the lovely Mrs. Lavatois a tour of the campus. Despite the horny advances of Grimshaw to come back to his house for a shower and rest before the big uh, endowment ceremony that night, she wants to observe some of the students who are actually going to benefit from her donation. Makes sense. Exactly. Grimshaw first introduces her to some, very offensively, to some Indian students. Holy crap, man. (laughs) You You study good. Study good. We. Very proud. (laughs) These two Indian dudes are like, what? oh, it's funny now. It's like Takashi or Long Duck Dong. It's just you, you, can, you can't get away with that now. No, I, I, it's actually you could get away with this scene because the Indians aren't offensive. The Indians are in business suits, and when after uh, Grimshaw gets done, they're like, "Excuse me, what what the hell was he saying?" I mean, they speak with British accents. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> But then Grimshaw's attention is diverted to a catering truck which just pulled in, bringing in food for the big Hog Day celebration. Grimshaw sees Billy Batson, and Billy sees the smoking hot Mrs. Lavatois. Oh, yeah. But before he's caught, Grimshaw's trying to get Billy the hell off campus uh, to not screw anything up. Billy taps his head, disappears, and when Grimshaw sticks his head in the catering van to find him, he dumps a pie on top of his head. Classic. Classic. You can't go wrong with a pie in there. Doesn't Barducci show up again? Yes, Barducci pair, shows up. Track on I'm sorry, man. Barducci. No. For this movie some, needed more Barducci. It absolutely did, because for some reason, man, this guy did it for me. He chews up screen time, man. Well, he's eight feet tall. He takes it, up the entire exactly. screen. Exactly. Literally. We need more film. He's huge. You're talking about he wore the shorts of a three-foot. No, he wore regular shorts. He's just eight feet fucking tall, man. Well, I'll tell you what. The pie on top of Grimshaw, Billy running around crazy... Mrs. Lavatois is digging all these American shenanigans. She's having fun. American shenanigans. She's liking it. Nobody can shenanigan like Americans. So much so, nobody shenanigans like American shenanigans. That's right, Tut. So much so that when she's she's brought back to the Gimshaw residence, because for some reason she's a millionaire, but she's sleeping in Ursula's bedroom. Yeah. Did you say Gimshaw? Grimshaw. Grimshaw. Okay. That's a silly question, Miss Grimshaw. That's a silly question, Miss Grimshaw. Uh, she has nothing but questions about who are these hogs and these party animals and who's this Billy Batson. Ursula's like, if you want to learn about what's going on around here, sneak out with me tonight. See what yourself for the American college party scene, what it's really all about. Does anybody else like how Bats- time, Batson party has time. basically devoted 
the last 12 hours of his life and afterlife to trying to get into Judy Hightower's pants. As soon as he sets eyes on Miss Lavatoire, how the hell with Judy? That's, Time to redirect my energies. <laughs> that's love, man. That's love. Bear me, boys. Another beer for the doctor as well? Boy. Uh, Told you I was going to give it the college try. I, uh, at least six before you can move on. <laughs> they quickly find Billy and convince him to take both Ursula and her cousin Nina from non- Montreal. That's who they say Mrs. Lavatoire. They're not going to let Billy know she's the million dollar... The money bags. The money bags. Uh, Ursula says that it's her cousin Nina from Montreal. And could you take us on a cruiser on campus? So they do that, but the ride is cut short when the cops finally pull over Billy for the stolen car. Well, when Grimshaw... President and the kidnapped teenager. And the kidnapped teenager, yeah, that's true. Uh, it was the 80s. Half naked. It was the 80s. Half naked kidnapped teenager. Uh, well, when President Grimshaw comes down to the station house to get the girls out of jail, Mrs. Lavatois ends up stealing the guard's keys and sneaks Billy out of his cell while Ursula distracts everybody. Was that cowboy in there, anybody? I don't know. Yes. Yes, it was. And he looked very familiar, man. There was that, a cowboy. Vo- that voice sounded familiar. There was a what? cowboy y- singing. This a- one y'all don't get? I don't. I knew I knew him from somewhere, Inside but I Inside the jail cell, they allowed a cowboy with his guitar. And he's playing. To and, play a song. And he's like, well, what about your lawyer? This one was. My lawyer's in here with I me. I thought it was like Don Williams or somebody. But Johnny Lee. Johnny Lee. I go. Oh. <laughs> Never heard of him. I just lost a whole bunch of country cred. I'm just going to lay down over here and die right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I can come back as well, Billy They do Jackson. ask him at one point, the country guy, how long you been in here since Moby Dick was a minnow? You know, I'll, I'll, any of my country fans that come up and be like, Tut, come on, I'll take it. That's, you should recognize Johnny Lee. Well, she, uh, Miss Lavatois, she breaks Billy out. She steals the keys and gets him out. And then Billy turns invisible. And grabs uh, Grimshaw's car keys and steals his car to take his, her his out. Sec, his second Grand Theft Auto. Second Grand Theft Auto. The one thing he's I a ghost. What does he care? Well, the only so thing he's, I can't he's, figure he's still out going here. to heaven, right? I'm still going to heaven, though. The, the only two thing Grand I can't figure out on, is on that the undead here, they can turn themselves invisible, but they can't pass through anything. Yeah, that's true. Why could he not just and go out the jail cell? I think cell? that would have been special effects that they didn't have budgeted for. I'm just still I'm still kind of conflicted about this whole thou shalt not steal two grand larcenies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't say anything about attempted rape. <laughs> That's true. So far I haven't been successful. That's true. It did say something about do not covet. Well, he but he didn't covet thy neighbor's wife. I guess that was good. Yeah, he never tried to screw Rita. This is true. That's in the director's cut. Well, he and, his, he and his mature lady friend are out of there. She drives him back to the dorm, and they make out some. Yeah. Gosh, she's sexy. And uh, any other movie, I'd be like, you know what? She's classy, and she's a little bit older, and she's so beautiful. I bet she's not going to get naked in this thing. But with school spirit, you can't tell. I'm, I can't tell. I'm, I'm holding, I, I got hope. I got hope. Will it happen? Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. Do some math over here, asshole. Shut up. That night, as the Grimshaws and Mrs. Lavatois, which I, is it? I guess it's Miss Lavatois. It is Miss Lavatois. It's Miss Lavatois. I keep saying Mrs. Obviously, either that or she's a whore. Filthy. Making out with Billy. I'm going to go Miss Lavatois. Hey, what happens in another country stays in another country. Is that true? That's technically sure. it's Canada. That's yeah. No, know. she came over from Paris. I thought well, she was she's Paris. She's Paris. I thought she, she was from Paris, but later he calls her Canadian. 
Because he thinks she's from Montreal. That's what Ursula told her. It's her cousin uh, Nina from Montreal. She actually flew over okay, from Paris. I got you. I got you. Come on, guys. Catch up. All right. Well, uh, that night, the Grimshaws and Miss Labatois head off to the big endowment party. And Ursula sneaks out to another party. It's hog party time, fellas. Hog party yeah. time, man. But she doesn't just sneak out. Oh, no. As she goes outside her house and... She hasn't hitchhiked for one second. First, there's a great scene of her in her panties pulling a little skirt on. A black A-team van pulls up and grabs her and pulls her in. And now we have abduction and kidnapping. That's called abduction. It's called kidnapping, but not when it's driven by the one and only party band, the Gleaming Spires. The Gleaming Spires. Next. These guys are on their way. They're going to be our musical guides through every party. Who are... The Gleaming Spires. The Gleaming Spires was a fantastic band. They ran and had a good, basically a good run. They went from 81 to 85. Which and they would had be some no- they, four of the greatest years ever. They had some notoriety within the L.A. music scene, sweet, yeah, sweet radio years. play, all that. But besides being showcased in this film. notoriety in the L.A. radio scene? Music scene. That sounds like something. The festival success? Actually... But you no, have. there is. There no, no, no. I, it just no, like, I know. You're right. It sounds like something. But and the, the reason I say the L.A. music scene is because outside of that, they didn't get much. They got yeah, no yeah, play. But you could have a great there, career. But there were, some very, the there were some very interesting bands from that time period that were very popular in L.A., but not outside of there. One uh, from the Valley Girl soundtrack, the Plimsolls. Uh, uh, Hard to see why they didn't break out. The Plimsolls? The Plimsolls. P-L-I-M Souls. That's wow. terrible. Million man. miles away, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, uh, the punk band X. Yeah, of course. Uh, so they they had a big following in L. A. But yeah, that's that's okay. actually I know what you mean. It's the way it sounds, the Cleveland Underground Film Festival. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, you made a movie, did you, Katie? Well, we've had some underground uh, <laughs> film success. I stole that from your next when when they're at the table. It's like the Cleveland Underground Film Festival. Who is it? Is it uh, Swanberg, that's the actor. Yes, and he's like, "Oh, is it? Is he's being total days? Oh, so it's like, is that uh, the festival's like underground? <laughs> yes, Morlocks are in attendance. <laughs> chuds actually uh, come and attend my film festival. Damn Big. chuds! Oh, um, but what we know them, of course, from all the cl- what? Of course, Revenge of the Nerds. Are you ready for the sex girls? Are you ready for the sex girls? Up all night. All night party? All night party. They Uh, are the music that you remember from Revenge of the Nerds. But I gotta be honest, from now on I'm remembering them. Man, did they come through with some kick-ass songs. Yeah, there was some really good songs. And this shit is made for this movie. They, they, They compose shit for this movie, and I've been listening to it all day, and I'm like, that's one of the things I hate about our show. We don't want to get, you know, caught in a... Well, just caught in a YouTube copyright thing. Like, we can't just... Play Gleaming Spires all night, or I would. Oh man, I, I, I would actually like to run the movie that we watch on the TV while we're discussing. But I, I, I can do but a little bit. We got, we got like, uh, I had to fight for that Romacraft episode when we had Glenn Gary and Lynn Ross in the background. It was on silent. It wasn't even, yeah, it was just in the background, and they were like, no, nope, you got to pull like, that. Yeah. I was like, have you watched it? It's, it's, it's like a, Two pixels in the background. And Come on. We're talking, we're reviewing, we're critical analysis guys. Yeah, Google finally let us go through. Man, Google hates us. Uh they do. It's they do. But uh yeah, they really come through on this. Uh Doctor, the main song 
All we need is the chorus line, guys. Here comes Mr. Fun Hog. Oh, whoa. Oh, no. Here comes Mr. Fun Hog. Oh, whoa. Oh, no. The next line, he's having fun from his snout to his toes. He's having ah. fun from his snout to his toes. Here comes Mr. Fun Hog. Whenever there's fun, he's always around. Now, come on, baby, bring us another round. They rhymed round with round. It just... I only know this because I've been listening to that fucking song all day long. It is... It's contagious. It's It's a a great song. It's infectious. It is... It might be the greatest song in rock and roll history. Why, my God. I will say that there might have been... My God, it could have been written by Bill Shakespeare himself. (laughs) There might have been a lot of things suspect with the 80s, but man, we danced our asses off. With music like that, how could you not? Exactly. Just dancing all over my house. Kate today. and I would Let's really like the- to have a Fritz beer cover of Mr. Fun Hog. Uh, oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be really nice. There's no practical use for it. It would probably take him a lot of time and effort, but I'd just love to have Here it. Comes I couldn't even find Mr. the lyrics. Mr. Fritz, I will donate a cigar if you do. <laughs> Somewhere a thousand miles away, a middle finger is being <laughs> raised in Tut's direction. I actually, once he hears it, he's going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to send him Mr. Fun Hog, and we'll see. He's, pull, he's pulling out those lyric sheets. <laughs> By the way, guys. Uh, saving these for a rainy guys, day. Before we get to the party uh, tonight, once again, like last episode, it's a little bit different music. We're listening to the Bishop's Double Live CD, available right now on fritzbeermusic.com. 12 bucks. You get shipped a double CD. 31 fucking songs in one night. Two sets, two drummers. And you got to check this out. It's nice punk influence. It's, it's, it's his early cool, stuff. It's, his, it's Fritz's very first band, Reunited, um, for a special night. You also get a digital download for all you millennials who, who dig that kind of stuff. What I like about it is that it's punk enough to appease you guys who do like punk. I'm kind of like... I like uh, the image of punk. I like what punk was trying to do. But when it comes to the actual music, I'm just kind of like, eh, not my thing. But I really like when Fritz does. There's Fritz, a whole Fritz a, brings an American rock sound yeah, to his punk. Yeah, and and there's a whole, there's different layers to punk. There's there's the bad kind, like we're talking about the Sex Pistols, and then there's we heard some songs earlier that we could definitely hear like a Clash influence. Uh, so. There's, there's like anything else. There's good and bad punk. Yeah. What you hear here is the really good stuff. It's the good stuff. So go to fritzbeermusic.com, buy the CD. You will not regret it. Uh, yeah, Fritz! Well, the next thing you know, Mr. the Gleaming Spiders are at a campus party rocking it out on stage. To and I'm pretty sure they Mr. molested Ursula in the van. You can't prove that. I can't. But she's up that. on stage. The spires, the spires are saints. She's up on stage just cutting a rug. Oh, she, she has become the band down. mascot. She is their official. She's a member of the band now. She's now a groupie. She's tapping the drummer's It's head. called a groupie. I get a feeling they were probably really annoyed by her, actually. Yeah. Well, Why did we grab this one? Well, if someone's going to be running around the stage and she want her wearing that bikini. And I was about to say, the drummer's called dibs. The yeah. rest of the band is putting up with her. She had a pretty she short tank top. gyrating all she, over that stage. Yeah, just... Tut style. Bouncing to and flow. <laughs> there's also... I do gyrate all over that stage, stage, thank you. Next to where the spires are playing, there's a wet slip and slide they've set up. Heck yes. With chicks zipping down it. Drinks are flowing. It's baby oil, baby. There's a dude in a hog superhero costume dancing around. It's just every conceivable level of awesome. Barducci's dancing with two chicks. Oh, Barducci's everywhere dancing. Barducci's awesome. Oh, snap. Wait. 
The dude in the hog costume is none other than Billy Badson. He's the hog. He's Mr. Funhog. That's the Hogmeister costume. He is Mr. Funhog. You're right, Doctor. He took a date uh, break from date raping chicks to party it up a little bit. <laughs> hogs and hog. He grabs the mic. Hogs and hogsettes. Are you ready for the election of the new Hogmeister? Oh, they're ready. They're cheering their asses off. Especially because he's been it for 12 years now. Well, yeah, I, they had to start yeah, chanting four more years, exactly. but he's already been there 14 years. They, were, they, were, they, love, they love this guy, man. They're yeah. four more years. Four more well, years. Not the, not the chicks. Yeah, the chicks the are like, gets are done with Batson. Lock him up for four years. <laughs> Lock, Lock him, him up. up. Lock him up. Yeah. yeah this is prior to Me Too. No, it was the 80s. They were all cool with it, allegedly. It wasn't hashtag Me Too. It was Me Too exclamation point. <laughs> Me Too. <laughs> Billy felt me up too when I was drunk and passed out. Uh, my uh, self-esteem is so great. <laughs> yeah, I just tease my bang some more. It'll be fine. It was the eighties. It was the eighties. So I don't then, know what they keep talking about this ozone. Well, he hey, it is time to elect. Sadly, a new Mister Funhog, a new Hogmeister. So then, a series of scantily dressed. This is the first time I've ever said this on the show, dudes. Contestants start to strut their stuff out on stage. Including Barducci? Yes! Uh, my vote was for... Barducci. Come on, Barducci. I did not vote for that guy. Uh, exactly. Um, although there was another guy, Dick Varsucci. Did you see him? No, I didn't. He had some nice stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, edit that out. I don't want that to be in there. Too late. Uh, but you know what? I'm sure whoever they elect Mr. Hogmeister, the Russians will fucking interfere and... <laughs> they'll, they'll fuck up that election, too. Come on, Russians, man. Why can't you throw your weight behind Barducci? Yeah. Come on. Putin's all. It shall be Barducci. Yeah, exactly. Putin's been... I, I, want, I want to party with this Wait guy. a minute. Wait a minute. I could have swore everyone was Barducci, but Dick Varsucci wins. How's that possible? <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Putin. Comrade Varsucci is in place. There's, there's no email, so they released a bunch of inflammatory Valentine's Day cards that Barducci had written in elementary school, and that just turned the whole tide. Uh, he, he wrote them on official school stationery. Uh, my, damn you, viral direct mail campaign. My question is, seriously, this is how Billy is spending his final hours on Earth, judging dudes dancing around the stage? What he's, an idiot. He, he's got his... Priorities, man. He's got to he's pass got, on the torch. That's why he has been Hogmeister yes. for 14 he's years. He's got till midnight, but he's not going to let down the hogs and the hogs, man. I could go to, a, I could go to a steakhouse and get and get one last big steak dinner. I could try really hard to get in Mrs. Lavatois' panties. No, I am the Hogmeister. I have to pass he's the still, torch. He's still putting time aside for Lavatois. I'd say, you know what? The guy really has a solid core if it weren't for all the date raping. <laughs> We just call it persistence. He's a really stand-up guy. It wouldn't always getting chased drunk and taking advantage of him. I'm sorry. He's just a terrible hero. But for the grace of God, there go many of us. Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. You like Gilbert. You like Lewis. You like Booger. Even Booger wasn't feeling chicks up when they are passed out. Come on, Mama. Show me the muff. He wasn't just grabbing the muff. He was saying, show it to me. He wasn't just grabbing he, no, they, he asked permission. Though they did well, like put you up moves and really know camera. how to party. They did put up surveillance cameras. Shut in the up, pies. Ted. Shut up. Get out of here. Get out of here. 
You're, Which makes no sense considering that they were these giant periscope things they stick down in the <laughs> Curtis right. play, just, Curtis is playing hard to get with me, so I'm not showing him any love. And you know, a booger refused to come on our show, so Todd's mm. got a big grudge against him now. That's right. Well listen, I still the, love you, Curtis. Here's the I'm funny sorry, thing. I still love you. Next door to the hog party is the endowment party. They're literally right next door to each other. The endowment party? Oh wait, no, no. President Grimshaw instructs Preppy Greg to go tell those party animals next door, next door to party quieter. This guy has no power. Well, first of all, remember Greg? He disappeared. They had that vending machine scene, and I thought he'd be a thorn in their side. The whole, nope. nope. He disappeared the whole movie. Another example of a little disjointedness. That's that, that, yeah, more Greg would have made the flow a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, I thought he'd yeah, be a much bigger more adversary. Bartucci. Bartucci. Well, loaded up on Bartucci. This film would have been. I awesome. would have taken more Dick Barsucci. <laughs> you guys aren't giving him any love. Yeah, you definitely. He's strutting his stuff dick. on that stage just as good mm. as Barducci. Well, what are the odds of two guys in a contest, Barsucci and Barducci? Written Maybe by they, Tommy Narducci. I was, <laughs> I was about to say they put all their Ducci's. They put all their money into the actors, not the writers. How many Ducci's do you date rapists need? Yax, will you pass this Ducci to the right-hand side? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Kate is Mr. Funhog! Oh, yeah! Oh, no! <laughs> we may not be able to use the spires, but we got the doctor's smooth, dulcet tones. I wish I knew more of dedication. That was <laughs> a rock. It's just dedication. Dedication! Over and over. <laughs> dedication! Dedication! We're really dedicated. Well, great. Bringing in some of his chops. It's a party now, boys. Uh, well, Greg goes across the quad. Is that right? The, it is it? correct. Yes. It is quad. quad. Okay. And jumps on Which the stage. A&M you're not allowed to step on, by the way. Absolutely you not. Do it. He gra- He jumps on the stage. He grabs the microphone from Batson and tells, explains to the rowdy crowd, you don't necessarily have to make a lot of noise to have fun. Considering the importance of the event happening next door, you can imagine how that's going to affect that. Well, they throw his nerd ass down that slip and slide real fast. And he undergoes an immediate transformation. That slide is like transformation He goes at the top of that slide, fucking nerd dick. Bottom of that slide. He's a hog. He's, He's a, a hog, fun hog man. now. It doesn't right really make hog. any sense because that slide is like 10 feet long. <laughs> it literally yeah, is the shortest wet thing. Wet chicks in bikinis start jumping in his lap. Well, hey, the minute he's down there, the gleaming spires start another set. He ain't going anywhere. And there was some good Big acting. Big co-ed slow- start playfully messing up his hair. He slowly starts to smile and like, oh yeah, it's total. Yeah, guess what? Yeah. All of a sudden he's loving it. No shit. You got naked chicks messing with your hair. It's funny, uh-huh. it's funny how no, that happens. Nobody likes that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, why don't you loosen that tie up a little bit? Oh, his tie's gone. He's- Dedication! <laughs> well, Rita and Lasky, remember them? Uh, they find their way over to Billy. He's at drinking some. Pee. No, they were also edited out for thirty minutes. <laughs> well, that's true. That's they they disappear for quite some time as best friends, and uh, he's over at the punch bowl and he finally tries to explain to them that he's dead. Oh, dead tired? No, no, no. Dead drunk? No, no, no. I'm I'm like really fucking dead. It's it's so hard to know because you're very corporeal. But they're not buying it and the spires are playing so they're like fuck this let's just go dance and get away from his dead ass. We danced our asses off. All of a sudden Uncle Pinky dances his way over to Billy in a, in a conga line. First of all why are these old chicks dancing with Uncle Pinky in the first place? Because that's how cool Uncle Pinky is. Dude, he's, he's having a, a fucking he's a blast. Batson. 
is a Batson. He's got that. But, dude, this is it's how much. It's not the Batson curse. It's the Batson blessing. <laughs> hey, he's having so much fun. He's got a deadline to get Billy to heaven. He doesn't stop that conga line. He doesn't say shit to Billy except a. <laughs> he just keeps going. Like, oh, I guess he's just going to let this go. He's partying. You know what? If I don't get you to heaven, you've got X amount of time to get this shit done. You know what? Here's the thing. If here it comes, they didn't explain it to you, but it's up to me to get you through the door to heaven. But you know what? I'm gonna keep partying. You're going straight to hell. (laughs) Here it comes. You're gonna be singing that fun hog song as you go down to the brimstone and fire. You don't seem very. You don't seem very dedicated to your job. Dedication! Dedication! Sorry, Billy, I did my best. Your best was horrible. You did nothing. I'm a, I'm a Batson. That sounds like something my family was like. Where were you for me? I really needed you in this moment. I'm a Cade. You're a Cade, too. That's why you're going to hell. Here comes Dr. Mincy! Hey, screw heaven, screw his boss. Pinky's partying, goddammit. Billy puts on a respectable blazer over his hog costume. It's got a big H in the middle. Uh, and sneaks over to the endowment party next door. The fancy party. Judy can't... the big H won't give him away. <laughs> he's got he's basically on. wearing pajamas. No, he's got a... a superhero costume on. He has Superman tights with a blazer on. I'll put the blazer on. They won't know him. He's classy. <laughs> Did you guys notice something about him? He had a blazer on. I'm... <laughs> he fits right in. He had a blazer on, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He doesn't reek of booze and coconut oil. and He had a unitard on under that bla- and, and red Weed shiny Superman and boots. Barducci's love stink? No, I don't know. Give me yeah, that. Yeah. Wait, did you say Barsucci? No, Barducci. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm Camp Barducci. Barducci. Barducci can go down. Barducci. Dude, Barsucci is just Dick Barsucci man. was the Gary Johnson of the Hogmeister thing. He didn't have a chance. But you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give him my vote because I think he would have done the best for no the way, hogs. No way, man. Barducci is hog all the way. Well, Judy can't believe that Billy's there. This is the, the fancy party. What are you doing here? Because it was literally next door. How could you? And she's even <laughs> more surprised when he grabs Miss Lavatois' hand and pulls her outside right before the big endowment announcement. Uh-oh. He takes her under a giant Confederate statue and tells her that the bronze it's man, not a Confederate statue. old August... That's not a Confederate statue. the original statue. Hogmeister. That's the founder of the college. It's not a Confederate statue. It looked like statue. an old Confederate statue. Well, it, it, it was 85, a bronze it could have been. statue. It, could have been. it looked like every Confederate statue they've torn Look, down. The only, Confederate, no, it's just, it's just, the only Confederate thing in this was Johnny Lee's guitar. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that was very it, Confederate. It had a big oh, and Dick Barsucci had a Confederate flag thong on when he well, strutted out on stage. That. See, that's why. No. That's why you got to go Barducci. Barducci. Barducci's the way to go. He was wearing it because he respected his ancestors. I don't think so. Heritage, not hate. That's why you got to do it. That was Barducci's whole thing. (laughs) Barducci's thing was party. You got to go with Barducci. Barducci. (laughs) You know what? I'm switching teams. I'm going Barducci. (laughs) Yes. Come over to the Barducci. Well, he looks at the statue of Old August was the guy's name. The original hog. Augustus. And dude, Billy says, yeah, he took what he wanted right now and he suffered the consequences later. 
He was the original date rapist. <laughs> That's why you like him, Batson. You want to take what you want and suffer the consequences later. He just took what he wanted. He didn't take no for an answer. He's all, you put the thing in the drink. No wonder. Speaking of which, he throws her off. For the some lawn. reason, I'm, I was waiting for them to like just look down at like some he sort of like memorial, champagne. like you know, <laughs> some sort of like you know bronze plate with like a quote, and he's like. I don't know what I did, but I did it. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it in Montreal, baby. But in America, we always drop a few of these in our champagne. <laughs> Just like the great founder of our college, Augustus Cosby, used to say. <laughs> well, you put the we put the old pills here to drink and swirl it around so they disappear. I'll go back. To oh, oh, you know what? I'll go back to Bert. <laughs> Billy, Billy, also still thinking that Miss uh, Lavatois is Ursula's cousin, Nina from Montreal. He offhandly tells her, you know what, this endowment thing's a sham anyway. The money's not actually going to serious funding for the students. She's listening. That really catches her attention. Back in the fancy party, Grimshaw, his drunk second wife, and Judy are suffering through a boring-ass orchestra concert from this little string quartet, wondering where the hell Mrs. Lavatoire went. Maybe to the lavatory? <laughs> oh, that joke. That was right off the nod. That was fucking terrible. You've been waiting off so to do that. No, I honestly just Let's came. see, oh, Miss Lavatois could listen to the boring string quartet or party with the gleaming spires. That's yeah, where, what's called a no brainer. Where do you think she is? Well, I'll tell you where she is. She's rocking out with the gleaming spires next door. Dedication! And our boy Greg is still partying his ass off. Like Greg, his, Greg has completely gone. It is his 10th trip down the slip and slide. For every five naked big boob chicks that go down, Greg goes down again. Come on, you know you. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would I'd be on that slip and slide too. <laughs> kind of wanted one to set up tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Cody. You're our maintenance building guy. And yet, no one mentioned they wanted a slip and slide. I thought it went unsaid. Well, some things are so clear that you don't With have to. With this rain, them. we could have just strung one up from the ceiling. <laughs> Well, Mrs. Uh, Miss Lavatois tries to confess to Billy who she really is, but he doesn't care. He, dude, he grabs. He, oh, oh, oh no! He grabs her face, Miss Lavatois' face, and Billy says, "Forget about your shady past, baby. I'm not interested in the mistakes of your wild Canadian youth, driven insane by cabin fever and televised hockey. It all means nothing to me," he says as he pulls her into his arms. But here comes President Grimshaw. It's like they they hired a writer for like thirty minutes. <laughs> I need two good. Lines I need there. something that makes a difference. That's gonna set this movie apart. Hey, but you know Batson's in love because he grabbed her face rather than her tits or her ass. <laughs> well, and she was conscious. <laughs> well, what I was waiting for is like, where's your other hit? It's on your ass, baby. Well, here guess what? comes Mr. Funhog. <laughs> no, here comes Mr. Grimshaw. He comes next door to here the hog party. Mr. Grimshaw. <laughs> and he grabs uh, that bastard. He tries to pull Miss Lavatois away from the underbelly of campus life, but she's not done partying. He also grabs Greg to tell him what a disappointment enemy is, but Greg's shit face. He didn't give a Greg goddamn what's anymore. Going. He didn't care anymore. The worm is turned for Greg. I just so Greg's like, gone. Lavatois gone. All of a sudden, he looks up on stage, and Ursula's still dancing her ass off on stage with the gleaming spires. He races up there to save her, but they quickly grab his ass and toss him down the slip and slide. And yet, and the, dude, when he gets down to the bottom, he can't get back up. It, it's not like a. He's it's just, baby oil. It's, no, but it's, it's like, baby dude, oil. but dude, he gives up, and there's a little look on his face, like, 
fucked it. That's called been, acting, man. I've been defeated by the hogs. The hogs win, but he didn't. But dude, he doesn't do anything. No, he's not there. happy. He just sits there. He just sits there and's like, "Fuck, I hate this." It's a, it's a really subtle. That guy's really good at the subtle guy was stuff. Really good. I, I, I wasn't that knowledgeable about him as an actor. The only thing I'd ever seen him in was Mash, where he played kind of like the comedic oaf. Yeah. Uh, here, man, you got a lot of look at some subtlety, some comedic subtlety that I was just kind of. I kind of want to go back and revisit Mash to see if I if I yeah, got I'm that going, in there. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Do that. Uh, oh, I am. Although I am going to go back. Uh, Billy Batson has acted in quite a few things. He was a valet in Batman Begins. Yes. He was a lieutenant in Dunkirk. Yes. What? The, the guy, oh, the yeah. I just, I just watched Dunkirk like you, well, you saw it's weeks ago. 33 years apart. But there was literally a thousand lieutenants in that. He could have been anybody. It was literally... Show him a bullet enters his head. End of Billy Done. Batson. <laughs> hey guys, here I, I am. I'm the hog. Bu- oh. <laughs> I don't remember what. what you don't was remember it? that scene in Dunkirk? Hogmeister. Man dies. Missing a fun hog. What was he in uh, Batman Begins? Again? Uh, valet. Okay. Some kind of I'm assuming that was when he Bruce, the Bruce Wayne. He walks party. into his Shows hotel. Up with the two hotel. Yeah. yeah. Apparently. Uh, he was a child actor. Yeah, no, he acted for a time he was a, a ton baby. of stuff in like the fifties. The fifties, like he acted way his entire life. Um, but oh my god, this song kind of reminds me of Fun Hogs. You know, uh, Mr. President Grimshaw will not be deterred. Here's what he does after he manages to stand up after the slip and slide. He grabs a fire axe from backstage and just. Buries it in the power box. I'm pretty sure this is how you get electrocuted. Well, it was a wooden axe, and he was covered in that grease from the slip and slide. You mean I a conducting was... a conductor for electricity? Check out Look, the nerd over there. We've got ghosts that can't <laughs> pass through things. Oh, this we don't what, understand the physics of this world. This is what you're hung up on? Here's what he does. He buries the axe in the power box, and all the electricity is cut out in the hog party. The pheromones given off by Barducci protected <laughs> him from an electrical fire. <laughs> it's, it's true. Doctor, it's true. what kind of thrill would you get with two to three large-breasted women rubbing your head with oil after zipping down a ten-foot slip and slide? My God, Mr. Cade, the unbelievable horniness I'd be feeling couldn't be measured by a scale made by modern scientists. I mean, every fiber of my being would be on fire with horniness. Have you ever been involved in any research on the university level documenting levels of horniness? I have. And the results? I'm afraid you'll have to read my position paper. (laughs) Ooh, that sounds good. When will that be available? Well, as uh, my editors and several different law firms told me, it's far too early to tell. (laughs) That's the answer I was looking for. (laughs) Man, speaking of partying, it's a party. Uh, You know what's a guaranteed winning cigar to bring to your next party or social gathering? Do tell. Do tell. Why, Kentucky Fire Cured Sweets, of course. Guess what I'm smoking right now? A Kentucky Fire Cured Sweet? I sure am. I had uh, one or two left over from our last barn smoker. They feature Kentucky seed tobacco grown that's fire cured in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, along with Nicaraguan fillers. 
The cigar is wrapped in a Mexican San Andres wrapper with a sweetened tip. The mouthfeel on the cigar is like bacon maple goodness mixed with bourbon and barbecue, which is the best description of any cigar ever made. I tried one of these back at the IPCPR trade show in Vegas we went to, and I actually liked it a lot better than the regular line KFC. I thought the sweetness really added something to it. Uh, I do have another one if anybody else wants to light one up after uh, tonight's cigar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I found two of them tonight, and since we're going to be talking about them, why not? Plus, you know, it kind of fits in the theme of the night with the the barrels and the bourbon. And no, I agree with you. Um, that that uh, that sweetness really, really kind of accents it. It really does. I I I really prefer it to the original KFCs. Uh, so you should definitely head on over to your favorite Drew Diplomat retailer or favorite online store and check them out. ASAP. Go do it. Here comes Mr. Funhog. Dedication. Yeah. Tell him Mr. Funhog sent you and you'll get no kind of discount whatsoever. (laughs) But you should, damn it. But you should. If we ever get our own discount code from a retailer, that's going to be be Funhog. Look, I'm really tired of putting this up. No, you're going to put... Funhog. Wait a minute. I, I don't put, know. I can see, I can see I put in I put in promo code FUNHOG and it charged me 20% more. <laughs> TNCC, baby. It's the way I mean, that I, we do things differently. Lavatoire. <laughs> I can see Fabian going down for, for a Mr. Funhog uh, discount code. Yeah, but he doesn't sell cigars. That's why I can see him being down for <laughs> Sure. I'll give you a promo code. Absolutely. I don't have any t- way to people to buy cigars from me. Sure. You know what? 100% off. Every cigar I sell. Of some, of nothing. <laughs> of nothing. <laughs> Mr. Funhog! Oh, oh! Oh, no! Outside in the quad. The quad. Don't Grim- step on it at Texas A&M. As Grimshaw drags his daughter PSA. Ursula away from the, the hog party, he sees Miss Lavatois snuggled up against a tree with Billy and grabs her and drags her away, too. So Billy makes himself invisible backstage at the fancy party, and he looks around, and he we don't see what it is, but he starts filling something with tanks of helium. Where did he just get this? I don't know, but I think we're going to find out soon what the what he's what he's up to. What could it be? We don't know. Well, meanwhile, once Mrs. Lavatois is given the mic on stage, finally the orchestra gets a break, and she's at her proper party. And as she grabs the mic, all the hog attendees from the next door party are making their way into the fancy party and integrating with all the suits and the swells. Uh, and they're stumbling, whereas the other party goers are kind of sober. Apparently, their security is not very good at this. Uh, uh, there's no security. Shindig. She tells the crowd that she was brought here from Paris to give twelve million bucks to the university, and she will. In '84, that was like twelve billion dollars. I'm pretty sure that's pretty uh, that's the uh, mathematic that's, that's the mathematic formula. You just add three zeros, yeah. and check, she will. She's going to give that money. She promised that that endowment. She's going to give it, but she's not going to give it to build a building that the students don't even want. That's when you see uh, the what? the President Grimshaw's brother-in-law. <laughs> That's the only shot we have. He's like, he's so angry. Mr. Leabody, I believe, was his name. <laughs> she's going to build a new student center, and she's going to make Hog Day an official school holiday. What? As it has, as she says, quote, changed her life forever. For Billy ever. and his blazer are sitting in the back room, and they pump their fists. Yeah. 
It's now a national holiday. Well, not national. She doesn't have that authority. Uh, small steps. Small uh, steps. Oh, and she also announces that the hog party is going to continue all night at President Grimshaw's house. What a little zinger she got in there. The Glean Inspires are already there setting up their drum kit. <laughs> They're already on the way. Wait, we get $500 more to party on? All right, let's do hey, it. Hey, remember Billy was filling something up with helium? Well, it's his penis. <laughs> it can't actually get hard on... No, no, no. Of course not. Well, he, he is, is a ghost. ghost. It's yeah. a giant white hog head, and it slowly floats out on stage. I mean, this thing is huge. And it pushes a disheveled President Grimshaw off the mic as he tries desperately to explain this change of course to all the other distinguished alumni and big donors. Take that, Grimshaw. A giant floating hog head. Floyd style. I like But that. my question is... Total Floyd he style. clearly, regardless of everything else, already had this planned out. That giant hog's head was going to come out regardless of today's activities. That's right. He's the hogmeister. It's a hogmeister. He's Mr. Fun Hog. Of course he was going to blast out well, the I'm just saying, like, party. Whether he died or not, this was going to happen. He doesn't plan his dates in advance enough to have a condom, but he's had this hog head planned <laughs> for months. <laughs> you don't have That's a why he's Look, Mr. Baby, I used every condom I could for find to make this giant hog's head. It's the only material that can hold the air. We used three of those black guy condoms to construct this seven-foot <laughs> hog head. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. We cut to the president's spacious house where a shit ton of naked hogs and hogettes are partying their collective asses off. They're in the swimming pool. You were right, Doc. The gleaming spires have set up in the living room. They're rocking out. That didn't take them long at all to get over there. Nah, well, they nah, probably nah. just used one of these because they're already dead. They're rocking the fucking house. <laughs> a drunk Greg tries to dance with Judy, but she ain't having it. Aw, President on, Grimshaw man. is nursing a bottle. Greg's changed. Greg's Dude, changed. Grimshaw is a beaten man. He's just sucking down a bottle. He's sitting Drunk on the floor dad. of his kitchen. He's in the floor he, of his own kitchen. He did not know it, but he just elevated himself in this scene to one of our drunk into dads. the status of drunk dad. He's watching all these kids he doesn't know ruin his house, and he's just sucking on that bottle on the kitchen floor. Drunk dad. Drunk I was dad. just waiting for that finger to pop up, like. He's given up, and rightfully so, as he's been defeated there's mightily by Andy, the hogs and hogettes. They won. They won. Let me revisit. There's Andy from Pretty in Pink. There's the dude from The you Guest. Guessed, and now this guy's and way, now Mr. way low there. Yeah, I mean, he's. I'm not saying that he's like in the upper echelon of the... No, but he's on his way. Oh, if there was a sequel, he would definitely be on his way. But not only has he lost to add insult to injury, Ursula, his daughter, finds him. And asks, hey, once Miss uh, Lavatois flies back to France and the guest room's open, can the gleaming spires move in because their house just burned down? They need a place to live. To which he drunkenly stands up, turns on the oven, and opens the door. <laughs> He's sticking his head in there. I'm soon. He did. Come on, it Frank. Happened. Billy tells Miss... Take control of your family, damn it. Billy tells Miss Lavatois his big secret... That he's dead. But she's not sweating it. If you're truly a ghost, it will give you a valid excuse not to call me in the morning. So let's do this. I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. Kind of sounded a little I, Austrian oh, there. Oh, Miss Lavatois, where were you That was my best French life? beautiful woman accent. I'm sorry I didn't nail it. <laughs> how, sorry, how babe. I'm not Gerard Depardieu. Well, I, look, I gave you... <laughs> 
I gave you 20 bucks there, Frenchie, for the endowment. I mean, that, you need a medical supply. Don't run itself, goddammit. How much do you want out of me? Fucking goddamn gold digger. Somebody I'm like Juliet Benoche with a quarter pounder in her mouth. Hey, Kate, why don't you shut that Take shit that, up? babe. Give me, another devil, <laughs> give me another devil's envy there, will you? Another uh, devil's envy up. You got it, though. Oh. I'm sorry. Y'all can, do, y'all can do the rest of the podcast and just Dennis Miller just, and Bert voices. Dude, that'd, be, that'd be great. Turned into something totally. I don't care. It's great. Where's the goddamn bottle? I was Mr. Von Hogg back at the University of Pittsburgh in 1946. <laughs> uh, she's not worried that he's dead. And that makes him really uncomfortable that she's so open to sleeping with him. He's not used to that. Christ, it should because, you know, his modus operandi is that, that those that resist... No, that's what I'm saying. That's why he's so uncomfortable. She's <laughs> open to it. She's like, oh, you want to sleep with me? I really don't know how to handle this. Yeah. I gotta go get that helium Where's tank that? to give myself a boner. Where's that Trudy? <laughs> I can't get hard when chicks are into me. Uh, oh, and guess what? Uncle Piggy is putting the moves on Grimshaw's alcoholic second wife. Man, they needed more of her in this. And, and in another part of the house, Barnucci is coming on to Ursula. Lasky wait, wait, no. and Rita. That would have been awesome. And finally. Lasky and Rita, who you're right, there should have been more of in the middle part, his best friends, they're finally getting it on. We always knew there was a little spark there going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he literally pointed it out. Because she <laughs> hadn't spent any time with Dick Barspucci. By the way, when I check into hotels from now on at these barn smokers, <laughs> if you guys need to find me, I'm checked in under the name Dick Barspucci. <laughs> Everything's coming together, folks. Everything I'm checking in under Johnny Funhog. I'm going Tut Barducci. Everything is coming together. Yes. Could you Barducci. just look in the computer anything that ends with Uchi? <laughs> One of us is in there somewhere. Wait, wasn't that road in uh, Florida, Narcusi Road? <laughs> it wasn't. I think we did go down Narcusi Road. You were going to introduce me as Doc Narcusi? <laughs> it was... Uh, Steve, I think that's Doc, right. That's it's right. Dr. Steve Narcusi. <laughs> Narcusi. Everything it. in Florida was named after Narcusi. It was like the Narcusi Shopping Center, the Narcusi uh, Medical Complex. Narcusi. Narcusi. Everybody's loins are coming together fabulously. In fact, Rita asked Billy... Do you still have that unlucky condom with you? And he's like, it's all yours. Man, there's a great... It's probably less, but it seemed like two or three minutes here of just random naked girls playing in Grimshaw's pool. And they're all beautiful, too. Yes. There's not a scrub. No. This movie just has just amazing-looking chicks. They call it chicken when you... Yeah, when chick it, up on top yeah, of your when you get chick on your shoulders, and they all have big They're giant boobs, and one guy reaches up and grabs another one's bikini bottom and pulls it off. Yeah, she <laughs> looks like she's having fun with it. Oh, I thought you meant they grabbed Dick Barsucci's. No, I don't. There, his. Is, there is no Dick Barsucci. There was Barducci, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. You think I made up like Fight Club, an imaginary adversary for Bar- Bar- for Barducci called Dick Barsucci? He's all in my imagination. I think so. Yeah. Your theory is I'm slowly going mad. I don't know about slow. Other than the slowly part, yes, that's pretty much the working theory. Yeah. In there fa- goes Mr. <laughs> Funhouse. In fact, he's lost touch with reality. <laughs> Dick Varsucci is me. I'm Dick Varsucci. If you say so. I don't know Dedication. I might need to look into some things. <laughs> well, Judy tends to President Grimshaw... She even helps his hammered-ass drink some water from the sink tap, trying to sober up. Yeah, that doesn't work, by the way. That no, doesn't work. It does not. What's that? 
I'm not ordering this. So the doctor made you finally admit you don't like the beer. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. I'm going to stick with the axe. I actually would order again. It's fine. I'm yeah. just not ordering it again. If there was again. nothing else available, <laughs> then... Can I have some stale dishwater, please? Yeah. yeah. Look, Judy is trying to sober him up. She's trying to help him. She still needs his endorsement to get the Oxford Fellowship. Uh, she puts his head under the sink and pours some water into his mouth. Uh, he tells her there's only one more step to get your beloved Oxford Fellowship as he forces himself on her. And there's nothing no, like, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He, he like, does. starts grabbing her and trying to kiss her. <sighs> C-80s. No, that's the tuts. Like, that's nothing. That's how it goes. <laughs> well, no, tuts right there. C-80s. I mean, you do what you want. Uh, but wait for it. Uncle Pinky. <laughs> drunk Greg shows up and intervenes. Hey, Greg. Good old drunk Greg. He Let's saves the day. Greg. He's with the hogs now. He saved the day. Grimshaw grabs his bottle of vodka and storms off. It doesn't matter. I got a wife I can screw anyway. She's upstairs with Uncle Pinky. <laughs> uh, she forgot the pinky factor. No pinky. Two in the pinky, one in the stinky? Yeah, it's much like that. <laughs> Incident you had back in the late nineties. I'll leave that alone. I should hope so because I have no idea what you're talking about. We'll talk later. Maybe. Well, Greg gets Judy to agree. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That if she indeed doesn't get the Oxford They're Fellowship because of this bullshit, Christ, I don't know. Shit. He says you can spend the summer at my grandparents' house That's in the not country a with pinky me. Pinky in the rabbit hole. <laughs> and she seems pretty agreeable to spend the country. <laughs> Hey, if I don't get the fellowship of my dreams, I'll just go hang out at your grandparents' house all summer. Sounds great. That's what I need. There's no pinkies in those rabbit holes. It does sound great until he says this. Oh, yeah, and I'll be there along with the hogs and the gleaming spires. It's party time. All summer long. All summer long. She's like, I thought you were decent. I thought you were wholesome. No, he's Greg. The blazer is off, bitch. You need to go down this slide. It will alter your mind. <laughs> exactly. Open your mind. Like quit like a Quado? Quado from Go Toby. down the slide. Go down the Open slide. Your mind. Wade. Judy. Open your mind. Open your mind to me. Go down the slip and slime. <laughs> I believe they call it the slip and slime. Well, you just called it that, so I guess so. <laughs> and somehow we just compared Greg <laughs> to Quado. To Quado from Total Recall. <laughs> That's what we do, folks. Do that, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Take that, Mark Marin. That's the only two podcasters I've ever heard of. <laughs> and they both just said no. Uh, Brady Stanellis has a podcast. Oh, does he? Yeah. Take that, Brady Stanellis. Actually, I'm kind of on his side now after he just gave this scathing review where he called the millennials generation wuss, but that's a whole other story. Continue. Mm-hmm. Perhaps to address in a in a millennial episode maybe or a wuss just, episode. Yes. Maybe they just need a slip and di- slide in the gleaming spires. I disagree. I disagree. As Billy and Miss Lavatoire, I'm pro millennial. Do it on the roof, Batson style. Stay with me. We're oh, almost what? done. Okay. Well, of course they can do it on the roof. There's Billy, no drones to film them. Billy and Miss Lavatoire. It's the '80s. There's no drones. They're doing it up on the roof. With blankets wrapped around their naked bodies so we don't get to see her. Lame. You got a little bit of side boob. That was about it. Uncle Pinky wraps things up with Miss Grimshaw. 
Although he didn't wrap it up. There's no condoms there. Well, he's a ghost. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's midnight. Which leads me to a question, doctor, about the... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, DNA... Uh, no, no, no. Of course. I think I know Here where you're going. I don't, don't want to go... Ghost sperm! <laughs> I don't want to follow this rabbit hole. Take us home, Cap. <laughs> it's midnight. And Uncle Pinky has to get Billy off to heaven. A blue light begins to shine over the house, and everybody stops what they're doing, and things get super quiet. They suddenly remember, hey, didn't Billy say something about him being a dead ghost? This is where, and sorry, I do have to interject something quickly here. This is where I saw a post effect. That cheesy flashing strobe light, where the, oh, the whole crew of Hogs and Hogettes is down there being filmed from one angle. They're looking up, and then you look up and see that cheesy shit. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. It's like a blue light on a cardboard box. Yeah. Yeah, they spent all their money on that giant floating hog's head. <laughs> I love this moment. Uncle Pinky, because, you know, Miss Lavatois, she knows that it's to Billy's time to, to actually die and go and go to the afterlife. Uncle Pinky hears the crying. He crawls out onto the roof next to them. <laughs> sure enough, you follow the sounds of a woman crying, you always find a Batson. <laughs> yeah, because you're all rapists. <laughs> Yes, thank God my no name wasn't shit. in there. No shit, asshole. Nancy Stone. Follow the sound of a woman crying, you'll find the dock. <laughs> I just... Dude, they had like maybe a maybe a chance <laughs> to... not re- funny anymore. Maybe a chance to redeem... No. This is, this pretty is goddamn hero. funny. We want, we want we him... put in some different dialogue? No. Fucking funny to me. We no. want him to live... We should want him to live at the end of the movie because he's been our hero this whole thing. No. I'm waiting for the hell scene at the end. I'm just waiting for like some sort of like the gleaming spires or turning like some sort of metal band and like you know to hell. It's myth. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what he actually says. Uh, Pinky makes up a story. I got to get Billy to a big meeting in New York City. We're businessmen. He's like, no, 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 Pinky. Told her the truth. I told her the truth. For the first time in my life, I've told a girl the truth. I've said the truth to a woman. I usually say the condom's on. <laughs> Once again, I need that metal button. And then, Pinky, <laughs> and then Pinky's response? Well, I guess the bloodline's diluted. The truth? Oh, boy. The old bats and DNA must be getting diluted. What a fucking shit show this DNA line and you is. you guys are going to heaven. Yeah, but they got to hurry off and get to heaven. Spent the rest of their days in eternities with 90 virgins or whatever. That's premium cigars. Well, that's not heaven. That's something else, right? Yeah. It's well, close It's completely different. Close enough. Nonetheless, it's time for them to get back to the hospital. They have to go back to where his body is to get back into the, the white light. <sighs> I've never been so conflicted about an 80s movie before. But you know it's what so I'm not... good, but the main people in it are so bad. But you know what I'm not conflicted about? Barducci. No you look sober com- enough to drive. Get in this van and drive us to the hospital, Barducci. Well, I think Dick Barsucci offered to drive, and they, God, they shot him down. For Christ's sake, there is no... Dude, Barsucci there, sucks. There, there is no Barsucci. It's horrible. It's Cade Psyche. It's broken. There's there's Bardu- There's only Barducci. There's only Barducci, man. You just said Barsucci sucks. How can he suck if he doesn't exist? Because he doesn't exist. That's why he sucks. That's it. I'm drawing two I've studied the Dow. Yeah, get the get that dick drawn going. Oh no, that's a pretty good dick that I drew there. 
You know what? I'm dedicated. Mr. Fun I'm dedicated to the concept of Dick Farsucci. Well, they all pile into the Gleaming Spire's A-Team van and head off to the hospital. That is one sweet van. It is. I kind of want to get one restored. Doctor, will you sell yours? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fuck you, Dick Brain! (laughs) I thought that was like a trying to be a point in 80 scene where all his friends, Lasky, what's the... Everybody, Dick's name, name? Dick Varsucci, Barducci. <laughs> what about Dick Varsucci? He was there. He's not. He's not a character. <laughs> what was Tony Hudson's name? Uh, Rita. They all run down to like get into the van. That was like a typical eighty scene. Like we're all going to back up our friend, even yeah. though we've been edited out of most of this film. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, I think there were some cutscenes with them. I would hope so. And the, otherwise, the screenwriter really blew the pooch. Uh, I, I had eight could, hours of screen material. I thought here. there should have been more. Vic Varsucci. No, stop it. Jesus stop it. Christ. Stop it, man. More Dennis Miller jokes. No, less, less <laughs> Dick Varsucci. Varsucci jokes. I hate Varsucci. <laughs> I'll kick that guy's ass. It's like Donovan McNabb's forehead on a third and long. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Am I right, Chachi? That doesn't even make any goddamn sense. I mean, the only quarterback I know where the shit is Danny Don Meredith, you dumb fuck. <laughs> get on with it. It's like we get it, you drink iced tea. What? I don't even know. Jesus Christ, tell her what the fuck well, is he talking about. What was that, the penguin? <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my Dennis Mer- Miller has evolved into the goddamn penguin. Burgess, Burgess, Meredith. Burgess Meredith over here, for Christ's fucking sake. To finish the goddamn show, will you? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm paid for. I ain't getting paid for sure. Uh, Miss Lavatois is super sad. Oh, yeah. So are Lasky and Rita. Pinky drags Billy into the hospital and straight into the bright white light. The boss meets them and says, They're too late. You missed missed the deadline. Well, yeah, you were conga in your ass off. Uh, Typical bats and DNA. You mean we drank and partied and molested and we didn't get to work? But here's where the end of the movie gets really just. From a screenwriting sloppy as hell, the boss and Wait, Uncle Pinky. No, just I mean it makes no sense. The boss and Pinky disappear into the light, wow. and suddenly Billy snaps awake in his coma on the hospital bed. So instead of going to heaven, let's just put you back to life, or go you've to hell. Ra- you've raped so much. You know what? We're just gonna not even let you go to hell. You get to live your whole life to rape more, asshole. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Dr. Dick Varspucci comes in oh, and says, This man still has a hard on. It's a great scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the nurse is like, Roger, Dr. Varspucci. I was actually hoping they'd bring back those two nurses from earlier. Yeah, me, like- too, me too. <laughs> hey, if they were my nurses, I'd probably have a hard on too. Uh, the gang all rushes in and brags to, and dude, you're alive. You're alive. We can't believe it. And he brags to the, the doctors, like, I swear, you've been here all night long in this coma. And <laughs> Billy, who, you know, you would hope had learned a lesson. Nope. No. They Not swore. 85. They swore Hog Day would kill me, but here I am. Let's party! He's learned absolutely nothing. Also, if you, you know, now I think he would turn Good. to Lavatois and be like, since you, if you loved my ghost penis, you're going to love the real thing. <laughs> I don't know if his ghost penis was different than his regular penis. I'm just saying, obviously, it's, she enjoyed the ghost penis. She did. 
So now it fits that, inside that? those seven foot long black <laughs> condoms. When she took off his undies, went woo! Giant hog's head just floats out. And I would have loved this ghost penis. It weren't for those damn kids. I don't even know what that means. Actually, that would actually be a sweet I, scene. I don't know. There's a Scooby Doo thing. Wheels, wheels are falling off. <laughs> yeah, quickly. Let me. Uh, <laughs> wheels fell off on this thing like the important two thing, hours ago. The important thing is TNCC style. Billy has learned nothing. He's learned case. nothing. He's escaped death, and he's ready to keep partying. But he does say he owes it all to Miss Lavatoire as he grabs her face and starts sucking on it. And, and sure enough, we cut back to the house party. For some more gleaming spires and more titties, they go back to the party and just start partying some more. Dedication. He would stand up and be like, "After 14 years of being a senior, I'm ready to graduate." <laughs> or how about, "I'm ready to quit raping chicks." <laughs> nope. Here comes Mr. Fun Hug. Time to do some raping. Dude, that would have been funny if he grabbed Miss Lavatoire's face and was like, "Done with you," and just ran back to the party. <laughs> grabbed Ursula's head and just shoved it in his lap. <laughs> just. Dedication. That is dedication to being an <laughs> asshole. The end. That's the end of our film. Yeah. It was a heartwarming piece of cinema. I loved it. Yeah. I couldn't believe how much I loved it. I loved it, loved it. It was great. Like, this is maybe on two or three viewings over the last week, this is maybe cracked into my top five 80s TNA movies. It's uh. pretty... It's pre- That's the... That's a. I loved it. That's a bold statement. But it had it, everything. It, it had everything. It, it did, except likable characters. <laughs> I still uh, like Batson, which I think are overrated to be. Except with. for Dick Barducci. <laughs> that guy was Barducci. Barducci, damn it! He knows. He knows. No, but seriously, it was fun. The it chicks was were hot. Ton of fun. It was fun. The soundtrack was rocking. It had every. I mean, it was great. I'm putting it up there with Spring Break. I'm putting it up there with Hot Dog. I'm putting it up there no. with... It. Whoa, no. whoa, no. Hot no. Dog? No. Top of the hill, baby. Top oh, of the hill. Damn. Hot Man, it's a bold statement. Up, hot Dog up the creek. No. Now, granted, I've seen Hot Dog 20 times. I've only seen this three times. I think I think what this movie has going for is more nostalgia than anything. It's just It harkens back to a day than <laughs> rape aside... Yes, yeah, you know what the day you were talking about was the old west. Kind of wasn't a <laughs> no, but first of all, you harken back to an old day where I can use my Trace Atkins voice. There was where men were men and women were seen. As well, I don't know, Kate. There actually isn't any successful rape care at all. But there's a lot of attempts at it. God damn it! Law was far and beyond the controls. I do. Of the, dude, you're, you're t- it was the '80s. That was not allowed. It Kate, was Kate. The, it was a simpler time. I was alive. No one Grandpa actually, asshole. no one actually rapes anyone. Thank you. Except the, for the, ag- tries. the aggressive, for, the aggressive the sexual behavior guy. was considered at that time amusing. It was. Pinky's ghost might have crossed the line. It did. Oh, you think? I just I, I like the funness of it. I like the fact that everybody was dancing their fucking and ass even the off, bad guy man. Greg was having fun. Like there was never there was never any like evil. Even Grimshaw, the evil dean, was wasn't evil at all. He was just you know a, a what, horny drunk uh, asshole. It, it, like, it equals, like everybody else in the movie. It's a I'm party sorry, movie, it, exactly. And and I love the fact that you know no matter what else is going on, it comes down to partying versus just being a 
stuffy dick. No, just go party. Also, one and of we the... need a lot more of that right now. I mean, when people are burning fucking Nike shoes just because oh they they I, came I was up with a co- we get through tonight. No, yeah, I'll, let's, no, let's I'll, no, I'll go and do it. No, I'll have sake. no, I have to go. I have to go there. When we get so upset and boycott over every little freaking thing, no, just go party your ass off with the Actually, hogs. You know what? One of the things. One of the things. One of the things. I can live with that. One of the things you said about up the creek. And I think we, we even we, we talked about spring break uh, as well. But one of the things that you liked about Up the Creek and uh, was that, and this is another thing too, that was accepted then that I don't know if you see too much of this anymore, is rampant alcohol abuse. And in Up the Creek, you talked about that with... Uh, not not Gonzer, but what's what's their the, the nerd the nerd the, the, when, the they're total, dri- total when they're driving around drinking, he's got a briefcase with mixing stuff and he's making road drinks as but they you drive. Made, you made a comment where you said you really appreciated the fact that there was no point at the end of that movie where it was like all right I've had it no the party kept going there was no apology for that so Batson is going to go right back to his party in ways. <laughs> He's lascivious. It was the antithesis he, to John Hughes. He doesn't actually rape anyone. He tries to give some drinks to people. There's no drugs involved in it. There's no apology for the party aspect of it. He is, as, as, as Tut said, and we touched on with our Up the Creek episode, I think our number our two episode. I think it was our second episode yeah. ever. We're still kind of figuring this thing out. But the, these movies are the antithesis of the John Hughes, where you have the, 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 the singular ducky... Or the, the there's no angst. Anthony Michael Hall who pines and and really struggles over every word he says to these girls because he wants to hit the right notes and to really win over their 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 emotions. These guys, they just want to see some titties. There's no romantic poignancy. It's we're gonna party. Yes. Just and, party, and, and 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 the good guys win. And the good guys have faults, but there's no apology for it. In that you know sense, what? there's I'm a also, lot of a porkies kind of spirit. I'm also going to give a rare, uh, a rare pat on the back to Tut here, because he did. <laughs> hey. All right, because he did go. He did. He did come out with the Kaepernick thing. In this day and age, where you know, last week it was in and out burger, people were protesting that side. Now this week they're protesting. They're cutting off their Nike, you know, burning their Nikes. Tomorrow they're because going to be of doing, this. Levi just came out with like a gun <laughs> thing, so everybody's going to be burning their it's Levi's. So ridic- it's so ridiculous. With you know, man, just party, just party. If 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 you went with Tut's, you know, kind of groundbreaking theory of just party. Hey. We can get some people together and be really pissed off about this thing and really like be fired up and just be angry for for a good week about this. Or till we move on to the next thing. And they'll be pissed off about that. Or we could just get some booze and just party. I I I, have, party. I, I like that. My party. Whole, you my, know, I I know that uh I think that you have a problem with P, the movie PCU with Piven. I honestly have no memory of it. 
there's a scene in there, and I, I hearken back to it because it's kind of like the basis of my actually not bad if you go back and watch it. No, no, it's I just, the I just base. haven't seen it. I was go back and watch it. I watched it. Bad. I worked at the movie theater when it was there, and I was so drunk. I just there's one remember. scene that's kind of the basis of which is ironic because I was 16 years old of my philosophy. And there's like this there. There's all these people standing in line at a college kegger, and they're all debating who should get to the front of the line, and it's like the. Uh, lesbians and homosexuals are like, well, we should get into the front of the line because we're persecuted. The black guys are like, well, we've been persecuted longer than you. And this the is women, in 1993, mind 1993, you. 1993. The women are like, well, we've been persecuted way longer than you. Everybody's coming up with these legitimate reasons of why they've been persecuted. And this one guy's like, you're standing in line at the kegger, at the bash of all bashes. Just be, just be happy. Go in, drink beer, have fun, get laid. That's where my Mr. Funhog comes in, is that my well, whole thing cut, is... That's, that's really a great viewpoint from your white privilege. Yeah, whatever. So whatever. That's cool. Right. You want to you you discount because of the color of my skin? I blame Fuck you. I, Drink I, you another beer, I, man. Jesus Christ, Tuttle Talk, calm down there, goddammit. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Just... Drink you another damn beer, my, man. Here's my whole mindset. And I, and I understand. And I understand that this is out. I understand that <laughs> it totally worked. <laughs> I understand that we're, that this is outdated because, damn it, our podcast is outdated. Our podcast is offensive as hell. I'm our done. podcast is not accepted by society. Our podcast isn't accepted by Google. It's not accepted by Facebook. It's barely accepted by Twitter. It's barely accepted by society. Just go out and have fun, man. Just. Just do whatever you want to do. Say whatever you want to say. If at the, if the end result of whatever anybody does or says is you leave me alone to let me live my life the way I want to, then do whatever the goddamn fuck you want to do or I say. I kind of disagree with it, unless but you, I'll add to unless it. Unless you're I, Billy Batson. Well, I'll, he's, I'll just, a bad, he's a bad guy. Batson can do what he wants as long as he stays out of my face. I'll just add to it. Don't ba- be in Billy Batson can do it. It's what he's shoving in other people's I'll, face I'll, when they're unconscious. I'll, I'll add to that. Don't be an asshole. I mean... Part of your ass off, but don't be an asshole. That should be our new T-shirt. Just party. Dot dot dot. Also, but I don't qu- be an asshole. Also, I question this point. As a ghost, why did he need a condom? Is he, <laughs> does he have ghost <laughs> semen or something? Here what, comes he be like Mr. Ghostburn. Hey, we're picking up something on the sonogram. Ooh. I'm just saying. There's there's so many questions. Although that's when it would come up like. Uh, Billy, I need to talk to you about child support. Totally wrong. Bats and curse. Just party. Just party. It's the bats and curse. I died. I was brought back to life, and I'm still raping chicks. I'm so cursed. Dude, the next day when he can't go to the corporeal form anymore, lavatoire's all, Billy, I am no longer having my period. He's all, oh, damn it, it ain't working no more. (laughs) Shit. Oh, shit. Why are you doing that to your head? Ooh. Just trying to get this thing going. One more time. I gotta go steal. Uncle Biggie. I gotta go steal a car and get in a wreck. Uh, yeah, because getting a bazillionaire French chick pregnant would be the end well, of the world. Well, sorry that I tried to be funny. It sounds like I like to party more than some other people. I'm just saying, and we'll tie it all into all Bill Shakespeare when Puck said, "If this puck has offended." Think of this, and all is mended. Hey, Kate, where do we got a rider over there? <laughs> Sounds like Bill Shakespeare. Just party your ass it's off, more like man. like Bill Batson. And don't be an asshole. I got news for you. 
Mr. Shakespeare, when your writing career doesn't turn out how you want to do, you're spending your time using your writing paper for rolling newbies. You're going to find yourself living in a van down behind Kane's house. No, no, he's not. Dick no, Verspucci. No, I, with Dick Verspucci, <laughs> the two of you are going to have a worthless stand-up oh. comedy act. Oh, oh God. Wait. I, I, I question all my life choices wait a now. If he's going to be with Verspucci, I, I might give him a little bit of land out back to... I, I, I'm a Dick Verspucci <laughs> supporter. The guy just needs to get back on his feet. Well. You know what, Kate? I wish you could do old Doc a favor and shot your friggin' yapper. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's just party. Let's just party, and don't be assholes. Well, the like, problem is party cert- your ass off. Don't be an asshole. The problem is certain people just want to party, and then white middle-aged ladies call the cops on him, and then people get shot. So a guy actually tried to kind of bring that to the public attention, took a knee for it, and lost his job. And then Nike is like, you know what? We'll use you in your little ad. Keep in mind, Nike uses, you know, prepubescent Chinese kids to make their fucking shoes. So if this is what you have a problem with, Nike, maybe you should have been paying attention a little bit earlier. But the fact is, you got a problem with a black guy bringing attention to something. Look in the mirror. That's what you got a problem with. So you're saying that these right here... These Nikes mean that I am in favor of African-American men speaking out against police brutality and social injustice, but also against the use of 12-year-old Vietnamese labor. No, I'm saying you're, yes. you're with yes. the first part, and yeah. you're okay with the second part. Right, right on. That's right. That's Mr. Funhouse! That's the new American way, my friend. The truth is, break. I don't give a shit about anything. Chick-fil-A, in and out they're all assholes, and they all give money to both sides. Nobody gives a shit. Just party. Just party. Just, just party. let us just let us party. Just take a note from Mr. Funhog, man. Dance your fucking ass off. Go down a slip and slide. Drink some fucking beers. Be Greg. Be Greg. Open your mind. Greg was a stuck up little suffocating conservative and he got one taste of vending machine chili. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where I was going. No, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but you know what? It's true. It's true. That is a just live your life like you're in the gleaming spires from 1981 to 1985. Live your life like you would eat vending machine chili. What the hell? Wouldn't you want to go back to 81 to 85? Live your life like you would eat vending machine chili. I'm going to buy the new gleaming spires cassette tape, go play some games at the arcade, watch a Friday the 13th movie in the theater, and take my silly know-nothing girlfriend hey. out to the lake and have sex without a condom. We made fun of Greg. He turned the corner. Yeah. He's child support for like the next 30 We years. made fun of Greg. He turned the corner. I like that guy. <laughs> all I you, like him. All you stuck up on both sides of the of the thing. Both you that are so stuck up. Goodbye in and out. Goodbye dick sporting goods. Goodbye this and this. You know what? Just take a chill pill. First of all, what you're doing means nothing. I'm going to the barbecue. Fuck you. Just buy a beer. Talk to your neighbor. And, buy a and second tea of them. Drink them. Just party. Get fucked up. Tonight's motto... Just party. Just fucking party. Mr. Funhouse. Right on. And you know what helps partying? A fucking headband and a turquoise necklace. So if you don't have that. Oh, no, but that bullshit. But if you don't have that, you know what's the next best thing? Go into some of our links. Yeah, you can watch us on at TNCCCast on the Twitters. Join us on Facebook, Tuesday Night Cigar Club. Hit us on YouTube, Tuesday Night Cigar Club. I think... 
I think when you say the Twitters. No, dude, let him roll. It doesn't matter. Go on to Instagram, TNCC underscore podcast. Uh, go, uh, trust me. Them. Don't you say the Facebooks and don't you say the Instagrams. I already did. Oh. And if you want to buy something off of the Amazons, go to our, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> our website. If you can't find any of that, go oh. look for it on the Google. And if you want something on uh, Famous Smoke Shops, you know, you go to uh, the Tuesday Night Cigar Club, click on the banner there, buy your cigars. It's can great. they find us on the Google? They can de- No, I don't know. Are we allowed on the Google? Well, Trump's going to regulate the Google so we'll probably be gone from the Google. We're gone from the Google. It will, even Google regulates us. Yeah, so, that's, that's true, uh, too. Yeah. Go you to what, AOL. And don't, you know what really grinds my gears? That's fine. Get us out of here, man. Boys, we did School Spirit justice. We I did. encourage everyone out there to rent School Spirit. It's a phenomenal 80s TNA fun fest. Amen. It's about partying above all else. Mm. We need more of that in today's society. Yes, yes we do. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and recommend Devil's Envy. I like it. I will not. I like it. I'm going to go with... Two, we're split. We're a house divided. I'm drinking my fourth. Two, I'll never drink it again. Two, you know what? I'd probably... Drink. Oh, my God. You know, actually, there's people that disagree on, on something and can still get along. I'm boycotting you. Look at this. We're know, having, Dick, we're Dick having discourse. He would drink <laughs> Devil's Envy. Dick Varspucci. There was, is no Dick Varspucci. <laughs> that Bar- was Varducci. There is no Dick Varspucci. Varspucci <laughs> likes this. Barducci hates this. I will support your right to take a knee during the national anthem, but there is no Dick Varspucci. He coached the Kansas City Chiefs to a, get us out of here. That was that was Hank Stram, you moron. Oh, that was Dick Vermeil. Vermeil, <laughs> oh. Varspucci, Darkusi. Get us out. Yeah, get us out. Oh, and the cigar. Did we like it? We did. That actually surprised us. I think I think the results will be interesting considering our reactions. Yes. I gotta kinda wrap it up all together here. Speaking of banning Google or regulating Yahoo or I sound like a retard for saying all these things. There is one thing that we do need to always keep in mind, boys. Go on. Do you know what I'm gonna say, Doc? Do you wanna say it? I think it's your sign-off, brother. You do it. I want you to do it tonight. You look so damn authoritative in those glasses. You do it. Well, boys, I think it comes down to let the wings of liberty never lose a feather. Well done. Sayonara, motherfuckers. Learn more about the cigars and other libations enjoyed on tonight's episode. You can visit thedieselcigar.com and circlebrewing.com. For more on O'Brien's Irish Pub, the live music leader in Central Texas, please visit O'Brien'sTemple.com and download their free smartphone app, where you'll find full beer listings including over 40 on tap, menu information, and a calendar of upcoming live events. To listen and purchase music heard on tonight's program, check out www.fritzbeermusic.com. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club podcast. This is Keith A. Howell saying until next time, friends, unless we see you sooner at the pub. So keep it smoky, and for God's sake, keep it ballsy as well.